quick question before we kind of get started. You want to be a Dalek for the week? Or just <laughs> not, for, from now not on? Not me, but Robot Respawn. Yeah. If you're going to do a Robot Respawn, no, no, no. Ro- Robot Respawn needs to be a Dalek. 100%. No, no. no that, that, I, I you can ask, make you sound like a Dalek. No, 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 no. It's got to be Robot well, Respawn. Just, just give it a go. Say something yeah. Dalek-esque and then uh, exterminate, exterminate at the end. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> yeah. And and for those that, 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 that say that they don't say that, they did. In two episodes, they've asked for mercy. Just so you know. Well, where's the extermination? Exterminate, exterminate. Say something Dalek-esque and introduce, open the show. No, Robot Respawn needs to be Dalek, not me. I'm fine with me. I love me. I just want Robot Respawn to be Dalek. Just just say exterminate. No? No. Oh, there goes my opening of the show then. <laughs> Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, for starters, we're not streamers or YouTubers. We just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 info, news, and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. So, should we get the show on the road? Uh, no. Well, on the recording. Yeah, we okay. Never mind then. There's no road this week. No road show. No respawn road show. Okay. So, welcome to the show. I am what White up? Demon. Hi, Demon. Joined by Respawn and Parody. Hi, Respawn and Parody. Not a dollar to be found. Well, we don't know. We don't know how the, far, that original opening turned out. He yeah. could still be. I could have just roboted the whole thing for him. He could have been a Dalek. And just, just for clarification, respawn. Could you explain to mainly Americans what are Daleks? Daleks are these little robotic, just little? unkillable. Uh, okay, so they are the Daleks themselves are little. The apparatus of which they reside is approximately the size of an average human, I guess. But the Daleks are little blob, booger-like creatures that reside inside of them. Point is, in the Doctor Who universe, they're pretty unkillable, because every time he kills them or gets rid of them, somehow they come back, they hide in a picture, only to be, you know, pulled out of the picture later, or they get stuck in a time bubble, only to pop it later. Point is, is they're enemies that keep coming back, right? And They're very similar to the Vex, where they just kind of travel through time. Well, no, because the Vex will kind of try to assimilate, right? But the Dalek, they just... I mean, like he was saying earlier, they just want to destroy everything. That is their apparatus. Anything that is not Dalek gets destroyed. They have no emotions. What what do you mean destroyed? I mean, I mean, obliterated. I mean, freaking no longer existified. I know what you're trying to get me to say, and it's not going to work, right? Point is, is if you're alive and you're not a Dalek, they want you to not be, you know, alive and yeah eventually they start to kind of transform people into daleks but it's like few and far between right either way they're they're bad guys so do the daleks eventually become the borg and is resistance fetal 
resistance is futile unless you're the doctor. If you're not the doctor, then you don't beat them. Fair enough. That was really interesting for people that don't know anything about Doctor Who. I know Doctor stuff Who? about Doctor Who, but Doctor the Who TV show. Yeah, Doctor Who, the TV exactly. show. Who? Yeah. Is he on the first? Doctor? <laughs> but you, but you for those of you that want to watch, you've just confused you the hell out of me. It, with that for those explanation. of you that want to watch it, what with the Daleks? Yeah. What? Why? It's accurate. That, Dear listener, if you're confused, D-A-L-E-K, type it into a Google machine, It's you'll find it, or you'll be like, these nerds are talking about some TV show I don't care about, and then you'll move on with life. Ah, oh, but it's so good! Look, look, get a VPN, put your, put your, put your point of reference as, as England, go to the BBC, and you can watch all of the Doctor Who episodes on the BBC. Boom, done. Is it there you not go. on BBC America? Mm, I don't know about a bbc america i just go to the source it and watch it probably like that. Is. It, probably. there's only like what decades of this show out there it's it's out there somewhere I don't know. yeah i've never actually right. seen doctor who we'll get you on with the destiny it. show now so destiny expectations for the show this week there's lots know. of interesting information and suggestions there will be no ranting or opinions thrown down on stuff that <laughs> is not in the game right now Okay. Because every season we go through this, it's not just you, Respawn, although mainly it's just you, that we wow. get a little snippet each season, each week leading up to the new season. And every week you get angrier and angrier until the final season opens up and you're going, oh, well, that, that wasn't that bad. Well, what? I mean, in this one, it's got some. And that's not just you. That's not news, just you. I think for, yeah, for yeah. people like me, you know? Shotgun aping is going to be less of a thing once they nerf something yeah, that okay. shotgun apes do. And if I can do it, Respawn will be a Dalek in this show. Oh. A darling Dalek. You will. A darling Dalek. A Dalek darling. Burp, burp, burp. Uh, anyway, so, so um, this week, at, uh, the, one of you guys got the screen cap, right? So. What's ha- yeah, something's happening next week at Bungie. No, next week in Destiny. De- oh, 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 oh. Mm. I don't have a screenshot, so I can't read it. Okay. Okay. Like, me. They're like, ne- next week at Bungie, we're going to, you know, work on the game and keep building things for you. Building. But in Destiny, the season epilogue begins. You can also take down Cargan and the Insight Terminus Nightfall, and Momentum Control returns to the Crucible. So if, if you've been waiting for your moment to finish your Momentum Control's weekly challenge, here it is. Here's your opportunity. Grab your favorite there scout you rifle and get killing. What does the Nightfall drop this week, Parody? Do you know? Um, it does not Anything say on the screenshot. So mm. All of the time. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I, I've long... I think it was Plug 1 this this current week, so next week it'll be whatever's after Plug 1. I, I have no idea. No, it's back, it's back into the rotation of just throwing everything at the screen. Is it? Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's something. one of those weeks. Yeah, it's one of those weeks of it's a smorgasbord of weapons that are available. I think it's the original three that were available last season and now back in the rotation. So that's, isn't that the Swarm, the Palindrome, and the Shadow Price? That's mm. your machine gun, hand yeah. cannon, auto rifle. rifle. Who does tier two blind well anymore? If you ever do that again, I'll kill you. I don't just blind well at all anymore. 
I want the tiger spike, man. I'm trying to get a tiger spike, bro. Anyway, sorry. Momentum control. A little bit more explanation. What, what's the... Guns the, um... do all the damage! It turns Destiny 2 into Call of Duty! You're done. Yeah, because it don't understand that. It's basically the gun version of Mayhem. Whereas Mayhem, you have all the supers. Momentum control is, you have all the guns. All the guns do all the damage. And so instead of thinking, I'm going to go around and throw a grenade at you or use my super... No, because you're going to get taken down by a scout rifle from across the map like it's a sniper rifle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's basically a, you know, a modified version of control where there's just the gun damage is turned all the way up. And the zones are captured captured faster and your respawn timers decrease. So it's just, it's like you took control, you put it on fast forward, and you turn the gun damage up to 11. Yep. And if you have any kind of gun... Um... Uh, gun uh, catalyst to take care of this is the week to do it especially for scout rifles or weapons that are harder to use in meta uh, PvP this is yeah. the week to get it done although exotic trace rifles are very good in this mode as well as scout rifles so True. if you've got an ear like the ruinous effigy uh, the cold heart some of the other ones I can't remember the names off the top of my head they're quite good to use um the Luminous Effigy is the purple one. Cold Heart is the white one. You have the two solar ones. One of them is the one that looks like Osiris. Damn. Good old face Prometheus melt, Lens. Though. Prometheus Lens. Yeah, that's Prometheus the Lens. And the Wave Splitter is very good because that's the one that is also void. But yeah. it's, the... good in, it's good in normal PvP. It's just yeah. cranked up in this mode. <laughs> it's dirty. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exotic perk is harmonic laser. So laser damage has three power levels, which oscillate while the trigger is held down. So just basically hold the trigger down, put loads of ammo finders on your boots, and you should be golden. You know, just run around and zap people. Ammo Where it oscillates, is, and, it goes uh, you know, from, from being six impact up to like amazing impact. All of the impact. Just all of like the impact. Laser tag weekend all over again. I miss laser attack weekend. Yeah, I, I I I rarely ever take my emblem off from laser tag weekend. It was just such a memorable time in my life. I love it. It's great. So your eververse for the tenth of August, twenty twenty one. Our silver first. We will run through your exotic emote. Will be the rim shot, and that will be one thousand. So the what? Rim shot. I'm guessing it's like you know, basketball things. Yeah, okay. that? It's a basketball thing. It's either, either a basketball thing or the uh, the thing you play on the drum. That a boom. Yeah, yeah. Both of those are what come to mind when I hear the word rim shot. Yeah, yeah. Totally. The response mine did, definitely didn't go to a you know to a bad dark place. Mm -mm. No, no. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe on the. Um, yeah, possibly. It it looks like it might be a drum kit. So that's mm. interesting. Now, if it plays the actual rim shot audio, that might be worth it. But don't remember yeah, thousand awesome. silver though. Your yeah, exotic I take it back. Yeah, your exotic ship will be the Firebreaker Warden. Looks pretty cool. It looks like a speeder from Star Wars. So yeah, that's eight hundred silver. You have the Ashen Icon, which will be the ruinous effigy ornament, and yeah. that'll be for seven hundred silver. 
So while and we're on the subject of ruinous effigy, uh, right now, if you use the um, the artifact thing called energy accelerant, I yep. think. Yeah, energy accelerant. It makes Which is the, the dunk... firefly damage one. Yes, but it also increases the damage of the dunk from the ruinous effigy by yep. a lot. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. That's handy to know. Thank you very much for that information. Yep. And your final emote, which is a rare one, is at wit's end, and that will be 200 silver. Then for your bright dust, you have the cosmos shell, which will be the exotic ghost shell for 2,850 bright dust. We have the cosmos light beam exotic ship, that is 2,000 bright dust. We have the catch flight entrance, which will be 450 bright dust now a really good shader this week although it's 300 bright dust which i really hate paying for i've already got this one because it was i think it was a couple of seasons back is the jacarina so this is it shows that it's black white and gray but when you put it on some weapons and some armor pieces there is a, a lovely kind of blue tinge to some of the highlighter points. blue we're talking yeah. highlighter baby blue, and it's wonderful, especially on guns, because usually it's, the magazine yeah. is what changes the colors. Really nice color. That yeah. is 300 Bright Dust next week. Then we have the Threatening Stance emote for uh, 3,250 Bright Dust. I'm not sure if I want that one. Then we have the AOFK Faz Shell. Um, what? Looks like, it looks like the Matrix of Power from Optimus Prime. Ah, okay. It, it's interesting. That's 2,850 bright dust. Then we have the VG-17 Flying Fortress exotic ship. That will be 2,000 bright dust. We have our universal ornament, which will be our helmets this week. So you have the Cortez mask for your hunters, the Cortez helm for the titans, and the Cortez cover for your warlocks. And that will be 1,200 bright dust. Then we have another emote. This is your legendary emote, No Signal. And that would be 700 Bright Dust. You have the Conscripted, which is your weapon ornament for the Traveller's Chosen Exotic Sidearm. And that would be 1,250 Bright Dust. And then finally, we have the Atheon Projection. So anybody that likes full of Glass may want to get this one for your ghost. And that is 1,500 Bright Dust. And that is your Eververse for this week. Dun, da, da, da. And then if you are still looking to do your Grandmasters... Don't forget, in our show notes, we have all the guides from the YouTuber above and his guides, all updated for this current season of tips and tactics to kind of get through all of those, all individual ones. And then we have our Lost Sectors coming up this week. So the 9th of August, which will be Monday, will be Bunker E15 on Europa, and that will be Legs, where we have a guide from Time Sausage Gaming. The 10th of August, which will be Tuesday's reset, which will be Perdition on Europa, and that'll be Gauntlets, and again, it's Time Sausage Gaming. Wednesday, the 11th, will be The Quarry on the EDZ, and that'll be your chests, and Ibontis as a guide for that one. Thursday, the 12th, that'll be Scavenger's Den on the EDZ, and that'll be Helmets with Ibontis. Friday will be the Excavation Site on the EDZ, and that'll be Legs from Legionless. Saturday, there will be Exodus Gardens 2A on the Cosmodrome, and that'll be your gauntlets with the Bontis again. Sunday will be Vel's Labyrinth on the Cosmodrome, and that'll be Chess. A Bontis gives you a guide for that one. And then returning on Monday will be the Empty Tank Tangled Shore Lost Sector, on that will be Helmets with Ibontis. I thought I'd add the extra Monday in just in case 
you know, some weeks that we don't get the, the show out earlier on the Monday. Sometimes it's early Tuesday mornings by the time I've got things kind of done. Good so, thinking. Good yeah. job. I dig it. You dig it. I do. So how do we want to do this this week? Do we want to do Twab first and then go back and do the Joe Blackburn thing? Because then we can have a little bit of a discussion about that. Uh, Joe Blackburn meaning the changes to PvP? Yeah. Um, I, I want to lead with that. <laughs> you would. Yeah, so do we want to start there or do we want to <laughs> dig through all of the ability stuff uh, first? We, uh, as, as it goes, man. As it goes. As it goes. Yeah. Well, as it normally goes, we Either do 12 way. first. Yeah. Uh, fine. Do and, and, and then I'm what's the first the right. Well, I mean, what's the first thing in the 12 that respawn? The first thing in the TWAB says this week at Bungie. For and when? Then it's <laughs> for 8 5. <laughs> this week at Bungie, we start shaking up the sandbox. Welcome to the TWAB. We got a lot to cover. So today I'm going to skip the small talk and get into it. Yesterday, assistant game director and mustache enthusiast Joe Blackburn went out on Twitter and talked about some of our upcoming plans for going Destiny 2 PvP. Out of the showcase this month, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Destiny PvP. Please give the whole thread a read. Uh, the TLDR crew main thing we want everyone to know is that we have a plan. It's going to take some time, and we are excited about the future changing. I'm sorry, Jesus. of creating as a delivery PvP content. You, I can keep going. That's the beginning. No, of the no please don't. Because okay so so there's pvp changes coming now onto the ability changes uh-huh <laughs> i mean which is essentially i mean we got a little bit more than that but there's not really all that all that much there concrete yeah uh, well, we'll, it, we'll it, come back to it put a pin in it and we'll come back to it Ooh, that sounds painful i know so there's going to be some ability changes in season 15 and season 15 comes on the 24th of August. So we're only like three weeks away. What they've done in this TWAB is they've broken it down for the next three weeks. We're going to have three parts. So this week is going to be abilities. Next week, they're going to touch on armor and mods. And then the following week, on the 17th of August, they're going to touch on weapons. As I said to Respawn at the beginning of this, kind of take all of this information and don't kind of make any judgments until you've got the whole picture because we say this every season no matter whether you're a veteran player or you're a new player coming into destiny there's a lot of information that they kind of change each season and what they kind of tend to do is give you bits of information and it's not until you kind of see the whole picture that you kind of understand what they're doing so although they're saying that there's going to be a nerf to this or there's going to be a buff to this there may be something in next week's TWAB or the following week's TWAB that may kind of counteract what's actually happening in this week's TWAB that then makes a lot more sense when you actually do get into the game. So that's why I said, you know, setting expectations for this show for this week is that we're going to kind of give you the information, but just don't take any of it to kind of heart that, you know, Bungie are kind of, you know, picking on you and your subclass or you and your character or just... Oh, no, they're picking the on hunters. They always do, but oh, whatever. What I'm going to tell you here. I, I'm going to give you a preview preview of all the changes and a secret about all the changes Bungie puts into the game. If it's used a lot and it's everywhere, it's going to get nerfed. If it's not used a lot and no one's using it, as long as it's not a it. Titan, it'll nerf it if it's not on a Titan. Then they're going to buff it. Yeah, that's basically what Bungie has done. The entire time Destiny has been a game. It's not a big right, secret. 
you know, you, you could basically look through this list of, of ability changes and go, yeah, I pretty much saw all of these coming because it's either way overdue to make some of the changes or go, yeah, it's everywhere, so they're going to knock it down a notch, or, oh, it's nowhere, we're going to bring it up some. Yeah. That's, and the other thing what, to think about is it's not necessarily that. It is the fact that if it's used a lot, but it is slightly... It's used a lot because it's slightly overpowered or it can be abused in, in a way that it's used more. I mean, there are things that are being used a lot that don't get touched, like Yotun. I mean, that Yotun never gets touched. That's but true. It, it, that thing it, is it, evil it's, in a, it's an evil weapon. And I, even though I use it, it's an evil weapon. So when I get Yotun, I'm like, ah. But I love it for the you know the pure fact that you can dodge it, you can get away from it and things. But it is one of those weapons that I think it's not it's not one that is you know it's not hard to use. It's not one that kind of gets. Just, just say how it is. Yotan has entered into an alliance with Telesto, and Bungie can't make changes to it because it said, "Listen, you thought Telesto." It's not an bad. alliance. They, they come from the same family, dude. They're, they're like they're yeah. they're they're siblings, you know. One of them breaks the game, and the other one breaks PvP, <laughs> you know? And the thing about the Yoten is it doesn't even take a... a like, like uh, okay, so a lot of these weapons are OP, but they do take a level of skill to use, right? Like snipers, things like that, right? Yeah. Um, but the Yoten is one of those OP weapons that takes no skill. Hell, you don't even have to sight in. The auto-tracking engages from hip fire, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah, So you just... <laughs> but just it's, even it's when like Yotun that follows people and then explodes, <laughs> even when Yotun first came out and everybody was using it, Bungie didn't. I mean, I think they did tweak it slightly, but it's still one of those weapons that is very usable, very user friendly. And uh, I mean, we're saying this now, and we've got in two weeks' time they're touching on weapons, so it may be a weapon that is touched on. But I'm saying, yeah. you know. <laughs> it, <laughs> It could be just yeah, yeah. We shouldn't probably shouldn't go too far down the rabbit hole of oh yeah, they're not going to touch this weapon. They haven't tweaked this and no, could, yeah. We'll, I'm not saying we'll, that we'll, they, they wouldn't touch be like, So Yotun's getting a major nerf. Well, <laughs> damn it. But it's not one that you. It's not one that you see in every lobby. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, yeah, you, it's, you, you see it every now the and Lord, then. Yeah, it's not the Lord of Wolves. It's not the Fellwinter's Lie. It's yeah. It's about 120 it's, RPM hand cannon. It's good for it's good where it is, but it's not a dominant thing that's breaking the game and taking everything over. It's yeah. not being used for 90% of the kills in, in trials every weekend. Although it's not a squeaky wheel. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and break these down for you so that we're not just talking a load of twaddle and we're not just giving you all the the reasons why they want to change these things. We just want to kind of give you the the hard information without the you know the explanation behind it. Because if you want to kind of read the reasons behind there, you can go and read the twab if you want. But we're here to kind of give you the facts, the card hold facts. So combat design wait, 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 wait. hang on. Did you say the card hold facts? I said cold. Hard facts. I I think you heard right, parody. Okay. I I, say, I, I, unless no, we're sharing a delusion, I think you heard right. Yeah, I mean, and, and I say that because my brain also flips around front letters of words. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, I, I was like, I think you said card hold, which would have been beautiful and still is beautiful. But yeah, we're here for the facts and all the facts. We're here to give you all some the of the cold, facts. Hard facts. Facts ish. 
Facts so combat, combat gameplay designer Eric Smith takes mm. the lead on this one. They're hard at work for an ability patch for season 15. Some of the info, sometimes, as I said, they give you all the detail and sometimes they don't. They're just, when they do these, these twabs, they give you, I'd say 95% of the information. Sometimes it's only 80% and it's only when we get the patch notes that are released on the day, they go, huh, that wasn't in the twab two weeks ago or three weeks ago or a month ago. And it's like, you don't know whether it's something that they've either snuck in because it was something they hadn't kind of got nailed down at that time, or it was just something they didn't want to kind of go into until everything's there. So this may not be everything that they're telling you, but this is in a fact, majority of the stuff. Yeah, in fact, I can guarantee you it's not everything, because at one point in here, they were like, there is more coming. It's not here yet. Read the patch notes when the, when the season gets released. There is more that we will not cover here. Stand so there's by absolutely is more. basically what they're saying. Yeah. Have you ever had an issue with your melee? I know Respawn has. He, he gets upset when he tries to throw his shuriken and he ends up punching something instead. Or yes. he wants to punch something and he throws his shurikens. We've all yes. had that occasion. So Bungie are actually going to be helping us. In a little way anyway. They're going to be separating your melees. So <gasps> you're going to be able to use your charge melee. Yo! Different Sorry. input to what your uncharged melee is going to be. Love it. Love it. Big fan. Big fan. But Huge but Destiny re- fan. But what if I like how my melee works today? What if I don't want to do that? Oh, you can just leave it the hell alone. So it's optional. You can go into settings and change it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So so are you telling me so when the season starts and I say, I'm on a controller, I don't have 15 extra buttons I, I want to remap this to. If I just don't do anything, does my melee change? Or does it work how it, how it always works? It's it's an opt-in feature, and it's unbound by default. Oh, I am opting into this. Better believe it. So if, so if I do want to change, you know, if I have all my all my keys on my keyboard and I do want to opt in, what are what are my options? What what can I do? Well, if you have a keyboard, you have a lot of options. You have a lot of buttons on that keyboard. You, you have about press. 110 options, and if you have a mouse like mine, 110 plus 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, oh. 18, 19. So 129 options. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, yeah. What, what, are, what are my options to set set my melee to? <laughs> you can uh, customize your controls. Twenty nine of those. <laughs> you can customize your controls so you have an auto melee, which is going to be the new name for the melee action you you're used to. So that's oh. your auto melee is what it's now going to be called for what you actually do now. Charge melee is the new action that will always activate your charge melee ability on button press. Assuming it's charged, I assume. Because if you hit the charge melee button and you don't have a charge, does it'll... it do a regular melee? That's my it'll... question. No, you get no. nothing. You get like what would happen if you threw out a grenade. You get nothing. You're like, oh, well, I haven't got a grenade. I'm just throwing something nowhere. Yeah. Okay. You'll get the okay. button to flash like it like it does when you throw a grenade. And without a grenade, it just says, nope, you don't charge melee. You didn't throw that knife, you didn't toss that hammer, you didn't punch the man, you just stood there while he shot you in the face. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I mean, I guess that's the trade-off, okay? So, I guess yeah, yeah, that's of, although it yeah. doesn't have to be a trade-off, because you can have, you know, a secondary function, if not charged, then punch, right? But whatever, yeah, I mean... Yeah, because that's called the auto melee. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what the auto melee is. I mean, you could on your keyboard set buttons for all three of give me charged, give me uncharged, or do whichever one you decide game, you know, and there'll be no change from how it works today. So they're they're giving you the options. 
So your uncharged melee is the new action that will always activate your uncharged melee, even when your charged melee is available and fully charged. That is so actually you, helpful. Yeah. Like, okay, for a hunter, because like you have the smoke bomb and you want to save the invisibility for an important moment, but you got guys running up on you, and if they just happen to be outside of your melee range, you throw the smoke bomb and you're like, damn it, didn't want to do that, right? But like what just happened just now, I went to melee this guy and I was slightly to the left and it threw my smoke bomb, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, oh man, if you were so pushing, yeah, if you were pushing a different input, it would just melee without just melee. having to use your charged. I love it. So that's good. Love it. Apparently, it's going to be fairly straightforward, but here are some things to note. Melee attacks trigger as soon as the button is pressed, so you can't, you know, you can't hold the button. It just, it doesn't wait to see how long you're going to push it. It it will trigger on whichever button you push if you've got them assigned differently. So that's good. Uh, this means you can't set any of the melee actions to a long press or a double press input. Game controllers have limited number of inputs, as Parody was saying, so you can get creative of how you map your controller. Personally, I think this is again. Um, uh, Eric Smith, personally. Eric Eric Smith, personally, yes. He likes to put his charged melee on RB slash R2 and uncharged melee on the right stick, so that's the click R3. Uh, this doubles up as the finisher and uncharged melee action on the right stick, click R3, which prioritizes finishing enemies over meleeing them if an enemy is in finishable state, which is quite good because in PvP, yeah, that's nice you don't get to off. use your finisher, so you would always use your charged melee, which is quite cool. And if you have a controller like this, guys, one of these Elite controllers, or just any Xbox controller that's got the buttons on the bottom, uh, what I do is I have one of the bottom buttons for my sprint instead of the click, because that gets aggravating. So you keep a sprint button on the bottom, and just like he was saying, just make each one of your pressing thumbsticks one of the different melees. I like that idea. I like that idea. I've just stolen it. I mean, I've come up with it. You can borrow it if you want. I didn't get this, but they basically they're saying if you assign a charged melee and an uncharged melee to the same input. So basically, what we have now, so the the default, it will always prioritize the charged melee over the uncharged one, which is what it kind of does. Which no, no, more. no, because it, right now, no, yeah, what, it's, right it's now, the opposite of how it works today. Yeah, okay. right now, it, what it does is it uses for hunters anyway. I don't know about titans or warlocks. For hunters, it's all the there's, same. there's no, an that's aspect what I'm of it's, it's range. Kind of what it does, right? But yeah. If they're too close, and I have a charged throwing knife or a charged smoke, right? I'm going mm-hmm. to melee every single time, even if I'm trying to throw a smoke or a knife, right? What this does is now, if I hit that button, it's going to throw my knife or throw my smoke, and then melee, regardless of range. I'm a big fan of that. Big yeah. fan. Yeah you, so can many times... reach, yeah, you can reach out and put the smoke bomb on the person's face right in front yep. of you if they're super close by. Yeah, yep. it and basically... you can throw a knife. You throw a knife and shoot them in the face right at point blank range, and it's it's big change. Love it. Sorry, continue, parody. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I mean, I did appreciate that. Yeah, because I had to read it again as well just be like to understand it i appreciate that or, or if you've always looked at the game and said you know i want you to always instead of sort of you know always defaulting to your uncharged you know close range melee in every single opportunity and then go into the charged melee you know at range to to use a ranged melee i like that you can sort of force it to go the other way around if you don't want to have two separate buttons you can say well always use my charged melee always use the better attack you know the stronger attack and then default to the other one so i just like that it's they made a note that you can do that by just slapping you know, slapping both things on the same button. 
What about you Titans for for you guys that have to run to get one of your melees to go off? Right, you charge melees. Don't 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 you guys have to run no. for some of them? We will worry about that when we get there. I mean, I mean the charge. I mean the charge melee is still going to do more when your melee is charged, just doing more damage anyway. So yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know if you can do that from from standstill, but yeah, either way. I mean, I, I honestly don't see myself changing these buttons a whole lot. I might, I might stick them both on the same button just to get the other, other effect if that works out better. But yeah, again, I'm on a controller, so I appreciate yeah. this being an opt-in feature too, which is why I wanted to make sure we, like, said that 16 times so people don't go, "Oh, I have to put melees on different buttons." It's like, no, if you take no action, your melee does not change next season. You have to actually go into the settings and make any of these changes happen. If you do nothing, if you've come back to the game after three months, nothing changes. Melee isn't totally broken, which yeah. which yeah. I like. I like how they did that. Yeah. For once, Bungie actually not for once. I think this may be the <laughs> second time, possibly third time, I've actually given you a compliment on a decision you've made. But you've earned it. Good job. There you go. Mm-hmm. So. There are some long-term ability plans, and Kevin Yanis did go into some like in the last month or so. But Bungie's philosophy for ability design is that ability should complement the core combat of Destiny, but not dominate it. It should enhance the game's gunplay, but not replace it. The changes we're introducing in Season 15 will help set the stage for those larger systematic ability changes. Here it is. So Here it is. In the coming season, so it's not just next season, in the coming seasons, this is going to be Lots of focus on adjusting how often abilities can be used in Crucible specifically. And please stay tuned for more info about that. Can, can we adjust on, on the how future. many times a shotgun can be shot in PvP? That, that's not an ability, that's a weapon. You have to wait till the 17th. <laughs> I know! Group. I hate that. that. Yeah, again, that could be down to what they're changing in the games because there's been a lot of talk of maybe reducing the amount of green ammo bricks that are on the ground especially with something that they've mentioned in this TWARP with the Titans and the Inertia Override. But we'll get to that in a second. So, first of all, they want to go over Stasis Freeze. The goal of the changes is to make Stasis less frustrating in PvP, I think. This is, players... this is across the board Stasis. This is everybody's Stasis. Yes. So previously, players who were frozen in the air had to wait until they hit the ground to start a breakout process. Additionally, they've shortened the window of vulnerability between breaking out stasis encasement and losing damage resistance that it provides and getting back to weapon ready so you can fight back. Frozen players in Season 15 can now initiate breakout whilst airborne. Shortened breakout animation and camera transition. This means that once you decide to break out, you'll be able to fight back sooner. And they differentiated between a long freeze and a short freeze visualization treatment to make each each status easier to identify. So that's basically supers and non-supers because non-super abilities like the, the warlock freeze or the shuriken freeze is a lot shorter than like a super freeze. So they just kind of want to differentiate that part. Now, the, this next part is is not a stasis thing but it's one of the things that's kind of got a lot of the community in a bit of an uproar at the moment there's a lot of players that are high level players that really do rely on this tactic and there are a lot of other players that don't rely on this tactic and don't see an issue with it i think we're on the side of you know we're, we're veteran players but we don't necessarily use this as much do we guys the, the sliding no no i don't use it at all ever not into DMs or in encounters. 
So the goal of this slide change is to slightly reduce the effectiveness of sliding into an engagement to gain the upper hand, even after the shotgun changes they made last season. So this is this season, basically. Sliding into every engagement with a shotgun or any weapon is still incredibly effective and a run and gun playstyles are very low risk. And I think I can kind of testify that I've played a little bit of comp this season and there are still those slide shotgunners that just really frustrate you because it still works. It works. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there's no real downside and there's no great counter to it. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's too good and too easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With this in mind, uh, the changes on this look scary on paper than it feels in practice in their opinion. And they'll continue to monitor how it plays out. So just take that, keep that in your mind at this point. So while sliding, players now incur the following weapon penalties. So minus 20 to stability, plus 15% shotgun pellet spread, and a 1.5 times flinch. Now when you think about this, as I said, they're only kind of giving you this snippet of bit of information at this point in time. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to come on to weapons and mods. So just kind of, I I was thinking about this. You do have options on the weapons at the moment you have things like slide shot and slideways so slideways is sliding partially reloads the weapon magazine and temporarily boosts handling and stability when this new season comes in these the slideways and slide shot could negate what the the 20 percent stability to make it just like an ordinary weapon so it make having that perk on a weapon be sought after and be useful also they may bring in a mod that may help slightly so if you don't have it on a weapon or weapons that can't get it it could be um, a new mod that's put on those weapons that can kind of help against the shotgun pellet spread or the stability or the flinch maybe i mean you've also still got to think about like the precision shotguns the slug shotguns these aren't going to be affected by the 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 shotgun pellet spread because they're slug shotguns so they will still be viable it's only the stability and again sometimes with like the slideways and slide shot i mean Slideways was the stability and handling. Slide shot is partially reloaded to the weapons magazine and temporary boost range and stability. You've still got things like Icarus. I mean, you know, you'll be seeing more people bounce around corners than anything else with Icarus. You've got the adaptive Icarus grip and the normal Icarus grip that you can put on as a mod on your weapon. So that improves your accuracy whilst they're born. Um, you also have sprint grip as well. So that temporarily increases uh, ready speed and aim down sight speed for after you sprinted. So you can still put things like that on shotguns. I would like a mod where I get extra defense when people are within close range, right? Just stop that shotgun nonsense, right? Like, oh, you're going to slide around a corner anyway? Um, I have a mod that reduces point blank, you know, weapon damage by 20%, 10%, some some arbitrary number. You know what I'm saying? Put that bad boy on to help stop the the aping around corners with slide shots yeah. and all that other stuff. Yeah. You know, something. Well, maybe now, you know, the as I said, when we get into it in a couple of weeks' time, if they've changed the weapons and the way the weapons feel and the mods and things, maybe Slideways negates like 10% of that stability. So you're only losing 10% of stability rather than the 20 if you have Slideways or Slideshot on there. So maybe that's yeah, how they're adjusting it, but they're not actually giving, as we said, the whole picture uh, now. How's that going to affect shotguns at all, right? Shotguns, they don't care about stability, you know? A sliding shotgun AP is going to turn a corner, pop you once, and then you're done. He doesn't care about stability, you know? So what does reducing stability on a slide do to stop shotgun apes in any way? Maybe it's, the, maybe it's the second shot. Maybe it's like you, you can take your first shot, but you won't be able to get the second shot off as well. 
Are there a lot with, of people that with, survived that first shot? <laughs> it depends on them. <laughs> it depends on what the, what your resilience is and what they're sliding around the corner. I mean, if they're using the CQC shotgun, then that, that I think that's a rapid fire one. So it takes two shots sometimes to kill people, depending on the resilience. Okay. So, and again, like the precision ones with the slug with the slug shotguns, S chaperone maybe not be a, a, as affected, and the duality may not be as affected as they. As because they're not, you know, if you're if you're scoped in with the duality, that's when it turns into the slug, isn't it? It's when right. you're not scoped in, it's the pellet spread. So you've also got that to think. And then also, I think I heard uh, Ty Guy Travis on Ibontis' podcast this week. He was saying Antaeus Wards may come back up into the meta with Light Titans because you can slide around a corner and get the you know the 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 opponent's bullets reflected back at them so if they think you're going to come around the shot corner with a shotgun or any other weapon you could just slide around the corner and melee them you just there, there are it's kind of bringing older things that have kind of gone out of the meta back into the meta cool no now what's the warlock and hunter equivalent of Antaeus ward oh yeah uh, hunters have you have stompies you can jump around corners you'll be fine oh yeah yeah and also I I don't Sorry. think it's if you're slide shotgunning with an Antaeus Wards, I don't think that's really going to be a thing. I don't. I, I think <laughs> we've already spent too much time on slide shotgunning, but yeah. especially without the full picture of what's coming this season. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. I was thinking about it. It's like, and you've also got like the the full choke on the on shotguns anyway, at least. So that tightens the barrel and reduces the pellet spread. So whilst you're aiming down sights at the cost of precision damage, see. Maybe again, they're playing into that. That selecting that is better than kind of having smoothball, which gives you more range at the cost of the pellet spread. So maybe you're going to have to, like they've said before, you're going to have to actually build into your loadouts and into this fantasy of picking and choosing. And the, the, the you know they have consequences of what you actually do select on your weapons and what you actually select on your your builds. There you go, Perry. I've finished. Sorry. No, you're fine. It just, uh, I don't know. There's, it's, it, it, we're at the point of the season where it's like, here, here's a third of the picture of what's coming. Yeah. So it's like, all right, what could it be? It's like, well, let's, let's see the rest of the picture first. Let's make snap judgments on it. I love it. What? Yeah. I mean, that's what I've heard a week or for the last couple of days. Oh, is, is oh, right, kind yeah. of snap judgments on it. And I'm oh, thinking, totally well, if you like, think about this logically, we this have this every now. We have this every every time that they do a big mm -hmm. thing like this. And people fly off the handle and, and make so many different predictions of things. It's like, wait until we've seen the whole picture. Or have a look at maybe what they're doing here and maybe what they could do to kind of negate some of that with what we've actually got in the game now, like I've just reiterated. But it's just, yeah, it makes no sense sometimes. Yeah, there's there, there's always a way to play around whatever change they're making. Or it's just, yeah, switch to a different class of shotgun and move on with life. And now you can still do what you're doing because it won't really matter that much. So, Parody, would you take us through Titan changes? I'll do Warlocks so you can do Hunters. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, keeping with the uh, keeping with the way of Bungie, the short wall is back. So the Rally Barricade, uh, nobody uses the Rally Barricade because there's no reason to use it. So starting next season in Season 15, the Rally Barricade will now give you a plus 30 to your st stability, a plus 10% to your range, and a minus 50% flinch if you're standing behind the short wall. Oh my god. Because my, my first thought now, of course, was, 
What if you slide through a friendly short wall? Does that negate the slide things that you damage your, your stability that you took from sliding by just standing behind the wall? Maybe, Something. maybe not. Something to try out. So yeah, so basically, you know, while the short wall is no longer the god of I can stand here and shoot forever, there's now at least a reason to use it again. So that could be fun. Um, they are making all barricades a little more useful, which is honestly the kind of the Titan barricade fantasy I want to have. Because um, they say all barricades should make players think twice before running through them. So they're making the change of faster moving players are going to take more damage when moving through hostile barriers. And the barricades now cover the Titan's feet. So explosions and bullets can't sneak underneath them and harm the poor Titan or his friend standing behind his barricade. The poor Titan? Boy, mm-mm. I mean, Look, I mean, if we're I, hiding I, in a corner behind a barricade. You I'm must sure know that we're, we're, we're scared at this point. I want to hide behind a barricade. I don't want to hide behind a bathroom stall that you can still shoot my feet and kill me. It's a barricade. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a very good barricade and, and gets taken down very quickly. But at least want to have my feet protected, okay? My toes are very sensitive. What takes down a barricade besides a freaking um, fusion rifle? Matching element? Sweet business. Anything? Yeah, really anything. A grenade you just throw on the barricade and harm the Titan behind it? Like, it's, it's not hard. Okay. So yeah, I I am curious about the faster moving players take more damage through it. So I look forward to Fallout's video of I'm going to walk through the barricade, run through the barricade, slide through the barricade, and see how much damage I take. The thing oh, is, the barricade still does not kill you. You could you could you right. could stand half in half out, and you'll be on that slither of red health. And unless you get picked off, it doesn't kill you. I don't understand that. Why does right that now. not kill you? It might now. Yeah. Like, no, right. other ways if they would I, say. as a hunter, run through it, it might insta-kill me. Just oh. another way that Bungie is widening well, Again, I'm waiting for the Fallout video on this one. Yeah. So now on to everyone's favorite favorite behemoth, Titan. Mm. So the, the, the TLDR is, you know, stasis changes were good, but now PvE feels too weak. So what they're going to do is your cryoclasm is when equipped, your base slide now shatters crystals and frozen enemies. Instead of having to run and get up ahead of steam and, and sliding through things, it'll just let you slide and shatter those things. They're increasing the duration. And is this PvE only that this change is happening? You can basically assume all of these changes we're talking about are PvE with the exception okay. of with the exception of, I think, one subclass that they call out. Okay. Because they, they said at the top of this, basically, we're going to be looking at PvP subclass changes, but not this season. Okay. That's part of the longer Crucible rework we'll get into later. But yeah, in P yeah and, and they say at the top of this, you know, basically, PvE cryoclass, or Behemoth Titans feel too weak, so they're bringing up the PvE. So it'll be easier to shatter crystals and kill, and, you know, shatter frozen enemies. They're increasing the duration of the screen effects, notifying the player that the cryoclasm long slide is available from one second to about four and a half seconds, so you'll know when it's back. Your shiver strike, increasing movement by 25%, so you can shiver strike faster, better, harder. And they're going to uh, fix the bug in the Whisper of Rhyme, where it was uh, the overshield provided by the Whisper of Rhyme was not scaling precision damage correctly. So that bug gets fixed if that's been bothering you onto the middle tree sunbreaker. So the goal of this is basically is to let the hammer last longer and deal more PvE damage. Again, PvE nice. damage. You know, your hammer's disappearing too quickly. It's too weak against yellow and, and uh, orange bar enemies. Is, and is this the sledgehammer or the throwing one? 
uh, the throwing hammer. Okay. Just talking about, yeah, your, your middle tree throwing hammer, not your super. So they're going to increase the time between the, when the hammer explodes after hitting the ground from 6.5 seconds to 10 seconds, so you have more time to go find and pick it back up. And they're increasing the damage versus powerful PvE combatants by about 50%. How so much? Again, That's damage? Uh, yeah, about 50%. Again, PV, you know, again, yellow and red bar, or I mean, yeah, yellow yeah, yeah. And, and orange bar, you know, PVE folks. So it'll actually be useful to throw it at it as opposed to just going, haha, hammer, and then they laugh at you and kill you. This is going to be good. I think even in PvP, with the extra up to 10 seconds with the, before you can pick it up or before it explodes. So that's going to be really nice because I think it was a build last week that I put on from Frostbolt that used the exotic gauntlets from the Titan. I thought you said that these are PvE changes, not PvP changes. The the damage changes are PvP. I mean, I'm assuming the hammer is not going to have different times in PvE versus PvP. I was hoping it would. I mean... I, 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 honestly, if if you're giving the Titan ten seconds to pick up his hammer, you've already done something wrong. Well, I'm just I'm I'm just glad that they haven't given you a Thor-like ability where you throw the hammer and it just comes back to you by hitting that same button again. I'm waiting for that exotic. <laughs> yes, only no. in Australia. Only in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so only, yeah, only on one account. There was a build last week that Frostbolt did, where mm-hmm. he had the Ashen Wakes and he was throwing out those hammers getting like initial damage on them and then throwing out the ashen wakes which give you uh, fusion grenades now explode on impact and you gain increased throwing speed and final blows will give you fusion energy grenades energy back which is really cool so he was just like one-shotting people with these grenades after he kind of i think it was stacks of roaring flame that he was getting with this yeah which was quite nice so this would really help that kind of build if you are in pvp so you could throw the hammer out you could throw your grenade out, then go and pick up your hammer. You haven't got to rush to pick it up or let it explode near some enemies and then throw out your, your grenade again. I can see that that working really well. Yeah, and something they point out that'll, that'll affect this and also the Hunter throwing knife is now with the new charge melee button, no matter how far or close you are, you can still throw that hammer or throw that knife at someone at oh. range or at point blank to activate the perks associated with it. I found a downside to that change. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, guys, um. <laughs> so top and bottom tree striker. So both. So basically everybody but middle striker, top and bottom. Uh, so Bungie is an overall, and this is to be a theme you'll see through a bunch of these. Their goal is to make the melee-based supers more viable against ranged, ranged supers, just across the board. They're like, your ranged super is more powerful. Your melee-based super, obviously, you have to walk over and melee someone for it to work. So they're trying to, you know, balance those a little bit. So for your Fist of Havoc for bottom tree and top tree striker titan, they're going to increase the slam detonation radius by 14%, reduce the slam damage fall off and reduce the slam attack activation cost from 21 to 18%. So when you slam, you know, a little bigger ring of damage, a little less fall off and a little less cost to do it. So a little more slamming. It's still, you have to run up and smack somebody in the face with it, but it's at least, because, I mean, in PvP, it's like, don't don't even try. So you're just going to get destroyed if you walk into it with PvP these days. You get taken down before you even get to the person. So I'm. it might be a little more viable, maybe. I think the, the slam activation cost down to 18 gives you that extra one time that you can activate it, so you could possibly get five slams off. 
Mm, yeah, maybe yeah, get get a little bit more range to it. And then and then so middle tree striker, you know, we talked about top and bottom, so middle tree striker titan, and this is where they literally say this change will be balanced out by something we haven't mentioned yet. We'll say more about this in a future TWAP. And this change is the inertia override, which is, you know, picking up your ammo during a slide reload, your equipped weapons and increased weapons damage for a short time. They're increasing the duration of that from 4 seconds to 6 seconds, and sliding over an ammo brick now grants 20% melee energy. So more, more duration, and you're also going to get the, a little bit of melee energy back when you slide over an ammo brick with this on as well, and it's being balanced out by something we haven't mentioned yet. If this change goes into PvP, you can imagine at the moment with the amount of green ammo bricks that are on the floor, and if you've got space enough to pick up five bricks, you've got like 100% of your melee energy back there and then. Yep. So yeah, don't even, try. Obviously don't even try playing coming. anything that's not a Titan when that happens. Just, just don't. Yeah, there's obviously a change coming. Yeah, there's, there's something they're going to do with that. Um, and then for, for all the Void Boys out there, Top Tree Sentinel... And the goal with this is to reduce the breadth of encounters solved by the Ward of Dawn, making the Burly Bubbles a conscious choice by the Titan, which is basically um, think twice before dropping bubbles on top of bosses. <laughs> so they do make the they do want to call out that the following changes refers to the Ward of Dawn bubble itself and not the players inside the bubble. So okay. they're going to increase the damage taken from bosses from 0.25. Now it says from 0.25 times to seven times at zero resilience. Whoa, and yes, there's wait, a little bit of skimming. Whoa, there's, hold on. The Point damage. 0.25. Right. To, to seven, seven. For the Ward of Dawn. Wow. Not the players, the Ward of Dawn. So you can't just, wow. you know, so you can't just put the Ward of Dawn on the boss. And if he wails on, he's going to destroy your bubble. The bubble won't just sit there. Yeah, and so the damage. Yeah. And the damage taken can be scaled down. To point two five percent again, based on the owner's resilience stat. So it sounds like if you max out your resilience, you can get that back down. So it's going to be a sliding scale of point two five or seven times, based on the resilience of the Titan right. using it. Nobody and, is at seven. Uh, not resilience though. Right. Right. Exactly. And and yeah. And again, you know, you as the as the guardian standing in the bubble are not going to take seven times damage. The you bubble are, is you know, though. Right, exactly. You are going to take the same amount of damage <laughs> you always have. That bubble's going to get obliterated. <laughs> right, exactly, God. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the point of this, they're like, we don't want you to put bubbles on top of bosses. Like, they literally spell this out. So, they're making a change, so you don't put the bubbles on top of the bosses. They don't like right. that. And, uh, and then that's it. That's, that's your changes for the Titan. Well, alrighty then. That's... <laughs> You've got something to follow there, my son. Uh, we're on me now? We're on you now. Okay. We're talking Revenant Hunter. Uh, actually, let me put this on, on the... Okay, well, maybe I'm not putting it on screen just yet. Oh, wait, hold on. Is this it? Nope, that ain't it. Okay, well, <laughs> it's, it's the I'll figure that out next week. I, I made a lot of changes. For the guys that are watching the stream, you see the changes I've made, right? I put eye candy <laughs> on the screen and whatnot, and apparently while moving stuff around to make eye candy, I've broken the ability for you to see my web browser. So um fix that eventually uh but for right now we're going to go into revenant uh last season we reduced the radius of the silence freeze that change has played out well uh i disagree requiring the revenant to be more precise with their silence throws 
Even now, silence feels like the scarier part of the super, and we want the squall to feel more dangerous. Yes, thank you. With people just walking out of it now! Uh, currently, the squall storm is slow enough that you can kind of ignore it or fight until it gets close and then relocate. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, with the speed change, we want players to prioritize relocating when they see an approaching squall. Additionally, squall will now stop when it touches a boss. That's cool. Okay. Um, which should make it better for single target boss damage. However, there is a known issue where the squall will not start moving again if the boss moves or dies. We hope to further improve this behavior in a future release. Unfortunately, this is only PvE. So if you're in PvP with this, people are still just going to walk out of it like it's not even there. So, you know, that. Um, anyway, uh, we feel that we feel we hit Withering Blade slightly too hard in last season's stasis balancing. The following change should make it slightly easier to land while keeping the damage and slow duration at a reasonable spot. Okay. Silence and Squall. Increase Squall movement speed by 20%. Squall Storm now stops when it touches a boss. And Withering Blade. Increase projectile speed and tracking by 10%. Again, only in PvE. I'm pretty sure not in PvP. So our Chinese stars still do... Um... If you throw a Chinese star at a Guardian in PvP, you might as well just be throwing golf balls at them. Or 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 the, the paper ones that you used to make in school, you know, you make the ones with the little pointy edges and you throw it at people, right? Basically the same thing. Don't even use it. But you can throw them <sighs> point blank range of people. Does that does that help? I mean, yeah, it won't do damage to them and it won't freeze them. <laughs> so yeah. Throw them at point blank range and just get meleeed by a Titan. Yeah. Uh or actually anybody at that point. Uh, Middle Tree Gunslinger, we'd like to give hunters a larger window to defeat burning enemies and trigger the playing with fire perk. As such, we're giving the Knife Trick timer a 25% buff. Nice. Knife Trick, increased burning duration from 3 seconds to 4 seconds. Cool, question mark. Doesn't seem like that big of a change, but whatever, we'll see. Top Tree Gunslinger, this is the whole fire off up to 13 shots as long as you can do it fast enough. Uh, this super has been through a lot. We had to intentionally reduce the effective range of six shooters several seasons ago to balance it against bottom three golden gun. This change was then unintentionally unint uh, unintentionally reverted at some point due to an unrelated integration mishap and then later de-reverted. In any case, we're extending the lethal range of this super a little to reduce how often it required two shots to kill in the Crucible. Oh, so this is a PvP change. Uh, Six-shooter damage falloff now starts at 25 meters instead of 20 meters, which means that still most hand cannons outrange our golden gun. But your golden nice. gun does a lot more damage. It's a super. It's supposed to. As we mentioned previously, melee supers such as Arc Staff are struggling a bit in today's sandbox where players move extremely fast. Weapons hit extremely hard, and range supers handily win duels. We've extended the duration and slam range to help alleviate some of the arc staff shortcomings. That's cool. And then if you put that chest piece on, which extends it even more the, the more hits you land, that might actually be viable in a lot of PvE content now. Um, but we'll continue to evaluate super dynamics and search for a solution that doesn't cause power creep. 
Additionally, ARC staff needed a little love and high-end PvE content, so we've increased its damage output there. Are you talking about the Raiden Flux, the Hunter chess piece? Yeah, but Hunters know what I'm talking about. We don't need Titans to, to yeah, Titan explain for us. New players might not know. It new quick players. successive attacks with Arc Staff increase the damage output and duration. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, okay. So um, Arc Staff extended passive super duration from 16 seconds to 20 seconds. That's... It's actually a lot. Uh, increased heavy slam detonation radius from 5 meters to 6 meters. Meh. Increased damage versus PvE combatants by 33%. That's big. <laughs> That's very big. Uh, I just love a number that big. Right? We're going to make this hurt a lot. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, PvE, especially the bosses, oof. Yeah, no, it. I, I take it back. It's definitely going to be viable in PVE now. <laughs> <laughs> With the Radiant Flux chess piece, definitely. Middle Tree Arc Strider, Lightning Weave. Uh, dealing damage with Tempest Strike now triggers Lightning Weave. Cool. Timer can now be extended by dealing damage with any weapon. Dope. Middle Tree Night Stalker, the one that nobody uses outside of PvP. Spectral Blades not only allows its user to go indivisible and vanish from the radar, but it also has one of the highest damage reduction values in the game. As the fantasy of this ability is that of a stealthy assassin and not a stealthy raid boss, we've decided to tone down the damage reduction. Oh, why though? It, ugh, whatever. Looking at the data, the Middle Tree Night Stalker is among the most successful subclasses in the Crucible. So this change feels warranted, but yet Titans are still walking, freezing tanks. That's cool, Bungie. Spectral Blaze reduced damage from doing super from 52% to 47% and reduced additional DR when invisible from 5% to 3%. I know. Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't spell out damage reduction two sentences in a row, but here we are. And now for the Warlock. Our new Warlock main, Night Demon. Warlock Demon. Thank you for that lovely introduction there. You so, Shadebinders. Winter's Wrath is one of the best dueling supers in the game, capable of quickly and easily dispatching other supers. Apparently, Bungie are okay with that being the strength of the Shadebinder in PvP, but they felt that the melee supers needed more of a fighting chance against the Shadebinder. So, if you are dueling against the Winter's Wrath, they will reduce the shatter pulse damage versus close range supers. So warlocks must now freeze and shatter twice to defeat players in Burning Maw, Fist of Havoc, Sentinel Shield, Nova Warp, Arc Staff, and Spectral Blade. Glacial Quake is still only requiring one shattered defeat. Pop Tree Dawn Blade. <laughs> Why the creepy giggle? <laughs> I mean, because you knew, you knew, of all the things on the bingo card, you knew this was coming. I mean, honestly, yeah. now. Perry just won the bingo. So, uh. we will be referring to Top Tree Dawnblade as TDT. Sorry, TTD. Yeah, TDT is the dream team. That's different. Yeah, yeah. We will be referring to it as TTD. It is straight up dominant in PvP. Celestial Fire will now take 
a little more accuracy to get a full damage. Having access to two back-to-back -back Icarus dashes gave the subclass too much positioning flexibility, allowing right. for quick long-distance flanking and evasion. When playing against TTD, it is hard to know if they have an Icarus dash ready to go, or even if you just saw them use one. We're hoping this change makes playing against TTD more predictable. So they want it to be more aerial combat, so they're doubling down on the heat rising aspects of this. So they're hoping this change makes heat rising more accessible to players of, of all skill levels. I believe the heat rising is when you consume your grenade, it gives you a lot more in-air accuracy and ability, and you stay in mid-air a lot more, don't you guys? Yeah, heat rising. Uh, yeah, you just kind of float there for, yeah. you know. But ever. you have to consume your grenade for that. You do. Yeah, your airborne kills recharge your grenade and melee energy, and if you cast Daybreak, it instantly refills your ability energy. Okay. So a good one to pair with this, if you are going with this kind of TTD, is maybe the exotic, the Starfire Protocol for the Warlocks. This is the chess piece. So this gives fusion grenades have an additional charge and recharge from empowered weapon damage. Fusion grenades kills grant rift energy, but you don't really want that. You just want the double fusion grenade so you can get more in-air accuracy and play. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, no one's using ground on the or rift in the air. You're in the air. What I didn't realize is that when at the moment players that are using this are if they're in air, they are off radar. It, you don't show up on the enemy's radar for... I did not time. know that. Is that I a thing? I didn't know that. Apparently so. Wow, I, I that like explains that. so much. Yeah, I felt like I knew that just by getting killed out of nowhere, but I just assumed if you're a super in the air, um, how much time do I have to know you're there anyway? Yeah. Well, no, because yeah, I've been killed like, walking under a doorway and they've been floating above me, and I just thought I was an idiot and didn't pay attention to my radar. But maybe, <laughs> well, I just, maybe they just weren't I there. Mean, yeah, yeah they, they, maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't there and they were floating in air and then they did their Icarus dash and then they were there. Possibly. Maybe we're better at this game than we thought and not quite as oblivious. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, so oblivious. Change <laughs> 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 anything. <laughs> so your Celestial Fire, which is your melee that goes out and does those three firebolt things, they've okay. reduced the tracking cone angle. Arming sharp projectile detonation now shrinks over time. They've reduced the detonation size by one meter and the damage fall off increased at shorter distances. Icarus Dash now provides one air dodge every four seconds, whilst under the effects of heat rises, it increases to two dodges every five seconds, which is why you might want that Starfire protocol. And heat rises increase the duration from 10 seconds to 15 seconds, increase the time extension awards for air kills for whilst heat rises are active. The extension duration differs between um, the types of enemies that you've killed and this is this is why i kind of it, it was highlighted your location now appears on enemy radars when using heat rises so when they were using that they weren't appearing on our radars <laughs> so sneaky sneaky warlocks they're not sneaky hunters sneaky warlocks right mm. i mean right their, their dawn blade gives them more mobility and more uh sneakiness than hunters that's crazy man but there's going to be a lot more people that are good at this floating around in the air with, like, as I said, the different exotics and different builds that you can put together to stay in there. There's also that other one, isn't there, that with the wings on the back of it, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, is it Wings of Sacred Dawn or something? That's what, yeah. that's what I want to say, yeah. Yes, it is, yeah. So while Dawnblade is... Yeah, while 
When Dawnblade is equipped, aiming weapons whilst you're in midair suspends you there for a short time, improving your airborne accuracy, reducing incoming flinch, and granting damage resistance. Weapon hits extend the effect duration. So that might be another good one for you warlocks in the air. So Wings of Sacred Dawn, if you want to kind of just stay in there, and then the Starfire Protocol, if you want the double fusion grenades to proc getting in the air a lot more. So there we go. Middle Tree oh, Dawnblade. Like Sorry. Ward of Dawn, dropping a well on certain bosses is a no-brainer because it's so effective. The goal of the below changes is to reduce the breadth of the encounter solved by Well of Radiance and making Burly Wells a conscious choice by the Warlock. Additionally, we'd like to make Well of Radiance more effective in the Crucible. Thank you. Although I did see somebody, this might be a good tip in Momentum Control. When Momentum Control came up about three or four weeks ago, there was a, this darndest warlock in his well <laughs> with a scout rifle, one shot, <laughs> bopping everybody that suddenly spawned in. I just, you couldn't, you couldn't get near him. Oh my God. There was like two or three of us trying to take him down at once. He used to pop, pop, pop. So that may be, if you want to do Momentum Control, stick on your warlock. Uh, well of Radiance. That's that's vicious and beautiful. I love it. That was. Additionally, yeah, so, um, yeah, additionally, we'd like to make Well of Radiance more effective in Crucible. So you will have more survivability whilst in the well, and you won't be able to be frozen or slowed by stasis users. So this is anybody in the well. Making this tree a solid choice when facing off against stasis. Yeah, now, so the well sword. Cool fire, you won't be frozen. I like it. Yeah, who, who'd have thought that, right? Now, the well sword can be frozen and shattered, but it takes multiple freezes to shatter before being destroyed. Because yeah. apparently, there's another thing I didn't realize. I didn't know you could shoot the sword. Yeah. Instead of shooting the guy that was shooting me with the scout rifle, I should have been trying to just take out his sword to knock out the well. So now. I mean, all the years, all, for all the years, frozen members have been blowing themselves up on that sword. Yeah, I have. We yeah. never thought to mm -hmm. shoot somebody else's. No. <laughs> wow. I mean, just, to, yeah. to, to, be, to be honest, how many times have you have you seen a, like, Well of Radiance in the Crucible? Really? Uh, I mean, only that's once another or twice. question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was, I mean, a few every now and again, but yeah, it's not very often. But yeah, that's wild. They're going to increase the damage taken from bosses, much like they did with the Ward of Dawn, from 0.25 times up to 1.5 times at 0 resilience. So again, I, I don't know how this is going to scale. So yeah. maybe it's, it's 10 on resilience still. Yeah, so maybe yeah. 10 resilience. It's going to be 0.25 and then slightly go up. Again, we're going to have to wait for the Fallout video on this. Damage taken can scale down to 0.25 based on the owner's resilience stat, much like the Ward of Dawn. So note this reflects the Well of Radiance itself and not the players inside. Increased damage resistance buff versus enemy players from 20% to 40%. So th this is going to be a good play in Crucible. Players inside the Well of Radiance are now immune from stasis freeze or slow. And the Well Sword now can be frozen and shattered by stasis and shot by any other player, I guess. Yeah. Uh, guiding Flame increased the duration from 7 seconds to 10 seconds and increased the damage buff from 20 to 25%. That's interesting, isn't it? uh yeah not super interesting yeah <laughs> now this is what this one's kind of got me interested bottom tree dawnblade so we're still on the solar subclass for the the warlocks here oh yeah 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 this tree has felt a little lackluster when compared to the other warlocks options so they've given it some enhancement functionality 
like the Revenant Shutter Dive, Phoenix Dive can now dive diagonally in the direction of your choice. Bottom Tree Dawnblade also has one of the weaker melee attacks in the game. You have to defeat an enemy with a melee impact to cause an explosion. With this new rework, this is the bit that I like. With this new rework, any time you defeat an enemy who is burning or defeat an enemy with any of your solar abilities, they'll explode and put burn damage on nearby enemies. Your charge melee deals 120 damage and puts a burn on enemies, meaning that you can follow up with another lethal attack and still get an explosion. Damn. They've put, as a side note, this will be even more effective with the Dawn Chorus exotic helmet. Yeah, they cause, your, they cause your targets to burn on contact and deal more damage to them. All of your burn effects last longer, and you gain a small amount of melee energy each time one of your burns damages a target. Now, what I was thinking with this is basically, if you have the Dawn Chorus, and now what they've done with this one, with you know, your solar, it says you defeat an enemy who is burning, or, um, yeah, anytime you defeat an enemy who is burning or defeat an enemy with any of your solar abilities. So I'm thinking, if you paired this with the Yotun, and they're already burning, or you've killed them with the Yotun, does that now trigger with the Dawn Chorus and this ability of exploding? This it is definitely sounds something like it does. I want to try out, yeah. because if it works with like the, the Titan boots, then I'm sure this is going to work with this ability on the Titan, on the Warlocks with the Dawnblades on the bottom yeah. tree. Yeah, I mean, it says solar ability kills and kills on burning targets. Yeah. So I, I read that as if you kill a burning target, uh, yeah, it's all over. Yeah. So so I'm picturing the meme of a flaming titan and a flaming warlock holding hands because <laughs> all of the fire lasts longer, all of the things explode more, and everything is just a sea of flames. Yeah. I can't wait to use this. And I've got a Dawn Chorus for some strange reason. It was in my vault. I was like, oh, I have one of them. What do you mean for some strange reason? You have everything that Bungie's <laughs> no, ever we've gone over in this. Vault. No. Some of the things I've avoided. He doesn't have a single Aeon anything in this vault. Oh, I do have he a does single now. Aeon. I yeah. do know. Okay. I tried the build. I tried the build. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> so Phoenix Dive. Reduced delay before dive starts and count can now input a direction to dive in that direction. And the ignition touch ability rework. Solar ability kills and kills on burning targets now cause da damage uh, cause targets to explode and burn others. And they will also explode and die if they're in burning. Yay. I really like that like shatter strike as a warlock. Like I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that. Mm. But there is more. Middle tree stormcaller. There's more. Sorry. Yeah. These changes should lead less instances where chaos reach dealing damage to enemies on the other side of walls, trees, etc., etc. You fill in the blank where you've been destroyed on the side of. Arc beam seems high use in the crucible, in part due to geomag stabilizers, and this is often used as a super shutdown. You got one of those roaming titans or whatever, you just jump in the sky and Kamehameha. Yeah. Yeah. So in future seasons, so not just next season, they'll be looking at the arc beam to make sure it's not too easy to use in the crucible. Nerf. Chaos Reach. Increase the beam environment collision size to better match collision size with damage. So that's hopefully if you're hiding behind that wall, that wall just won't disintegrate and let that beam through. Reduce the beam damage radius in PvP by 20%. And reduce the beam endpoint sphere radius in PvP by 33%. And if that doesn't do it, then. So they nerfed the range? They're, they're gonna, that yeah, the sphere radius. No, the, so, something about the endpoint. Yeah, the say? endpoint sphere radius in PvP. So the, and they've reduced the damage 
reduce the beam damage radius in PvP. Okay. So there's a lot of radiuses that are going to kind of be tightened, basically. Mm. Oh, I love the radius that are going to be tightened. Hubba hubba, wink wink, nudge nudge. Bottom tree stormcaller. Player feedback on and data on the bottom tree stormcaller indicates it could data. use a little love. So they've made arc souls. I love arc souls. Thank you. A last a little longer and slightly shorten the time between bursts. So that's quite good. Maybe it's a bit more like the No Time to Explain Pulse Rifle where you get the, those their little arc buddy kind of things. And they fire a lot quicker. So that'd be quite cool. Landfall felt a little underwhelming. So we've increased the spectacle a bit. It will now fire five arc projectiles along the ground in all directions. This is the landfall. You know when you're in oh, the yeah, air yeah, yeah. Yeah. and you cast okay. your super and then it kind of does that kind of storm cloud underneath you. Now it's yep. going to do five arc projectiles along the ground in all directions. Uh, cast your super in the middle of the room to electrocute everything around you. So if you're on the ground, I'm guessing it just kind of just does an electric firebomb kind of thing. So the arc souls, they've increased the duration from 12 seconds to 13 and increased the fire rate by 10%. The electrostatic surge now increases sprint speed when allies are near. So, yeah, this is when you're near allies. It, didn't it um, improve your super if you're near allies? It charges faster. I think that's one, the electrostatic. So, yeah, 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 just, yeah it, it charges faster and your, your rift lasts longer. Okay. So, does this now mean that you can keep up with that hunter ahead of you so you can keep up the electrostatic surge? Or have they changed it to this? That's something they kind of haven't clarified. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I read this as now it also does this. They added it, yeah. but yeah, but it's a little unclear. And the landfall now fires five arc round projectiles on cast. So does the landfall also do that as well as exploding the room? Another thing we're kind of going to have to wait to see. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is grab your arc buddy, put on your getaway artist, take advantage yes. of your 10% increased fire rate, and um, now you're an arc machine gun. You are now the Thunderlord. <laughs> you are the actual honest. Yeah, God you're the actual Thunderlord. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's yeah. that. New see, build. That's the that's the fantasy in my head. We'll see if it plays out. But that's the fantasy I want to have. Is I want to be a Thunderlord, roaming through the world with my my little buddy, just destroying everyone's sights. Uh, got a new Thunderlord build. Oh god, <laughs> that gun's being used now. Wait, there's no Thunderlord in this build. Whoa, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Now, the final change, the one that all Warlocks have been waiting for, their middle tree Voidwalker to come back. So this is your Nova Warp, because it had been nerfed into the ground in PvP. Only a lot. But they've decided they're going to improve it in PvE. You thought it was coming back in PvP? I think, it, I, to be honest, I still think it's still quite viable in PvP. I have used it a little bit. But through a mixture of player feedback data and running through some high-level PvE content, they now felt that Nova Warp supers needed some attention. Buffing Nova Warp is a dangerous endeavor, though, and we'll be monitoring to make sure <laughs> yeah, it didn't overdo it. In PvE, Handheld Supernova was doing a pitiful amount of damage, so they've considered increasing its damage output, especially considering the time and proximity costs you're paying to charge it up when you get within range of an enemy. So, they've also... What you you good, Barry? Um, oh, just, just you know, you know, we've decided to to boost a little bit. Just, just, just wait. Yeah. Okay. We've also increased the hold time char after charge to give you more time to throw it before it vanishes. Nova Warp. They've increased the damage versus PVE combatants by seventy three percent. 
it no longer slows movement speed whilst charging and charged. That, and it that, now... Sorry, go ahead. It that now detonates on cast. That's insane. Yeah, oh, I, I, it wow. gets better. Not 7.3, 73%. Yeah, no, I heard. Yeah, it's just, yeah. wow. Yeah. Your handheld supernova increased uh -huh. damage versus PvE combatants by. Drum roll, please. Well, hold on, let me guess. Uh, 150%. 100%. Uh, well, it's still a lot. <laughs> it's 100% more than what it's doing now. <laughs> it's double damage. It's literally double damage. Damn. And they've increased the whole wow. time from 2.5 seconds to 3.2. This season will be double Nightfall rewards and double handheld supernova damage. Oh my You're welcome. God. Yo, freaking Nightfall's next season going to be just Grandmaster what? <laughs> you know what something? to do. Must be military void walker warlock. <laughs> Need three. <laughs> oh, not just that, but like all of these, like the 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 Arc Strider Hunter, right? It it lasts longer, does more damage. Then you add the the chest piece to it. Freaking Titans, your hammers last long. I mean, just just all of the PVE I'm, I'm so changes. looking forward to using that middle tree sunbreaker because i've been using the bottom tree at the moment with either my path of the burning steps or my um i can't remember the name of the uh, uh phoenix cradles and the yotan just like fire i've just been loving fire for the last couple of seasons and now they're gonna buff they're gonna buff the other part of the subclass so i can throw out hammers and grenades and or you know even maybe instead of using the the double grenades maybe if I put on the path of the burning steps and just keep throwing out the hammers and getting the stacks of roaring flame just keeping that going because that is solar kills and that empowers my weapons and oh my god this is going to be amazing oh dude and and talking you get of a solar stick. talking of so no no just talking of solar right this is going to buff the freaking bottom tree and middle tree solar hunters too especially with that whole burning knife thing right and the fact that we can just throw our throwing knives whenever dude that uh, huge buff huge buff to middle and bottom tree um uh solar hunters and and i say bottom tree because our throwing knife there we have an exotic which empowers that throwing knife so if we can just throw it whenever the hell we want and don't Your have to care about distance, and being able yeah. to choose again you know, just, being able and we to don't choose have to care about distance what daily you want to yes. use where especially if you're on yes. mouse and keyboard <laughs> having that ability to go no no i want to do it Exactly what I want to do when I want to do it. I I just worry what they're going to do oh, yeah. us to, to justify all these changes. Yep. So. So what what new mechanic are they bringing into the game, or how beefy seven, they, are they going to make uh, bosses to compensate? Well, I know what that's going to be too. <laughs> there uh, must be a reason, and I was trying to think of this. I I don't. I don't remember so people texting bubbles on Crota. Now, if they're bringing back, like, in the Legends tab, they're going to bring back the Crota raid. Well, no, no. Even in, We like, put the bubble down to protect Grand the hunters sometimes, but oh, then okay. we weren't the ones that were in... Not necessarily. You drop the, the bubble for the hunters to hide in at the side so they can go and sword slash Crota's knees, and then you'd be across the other side with your Galahorn kind of okay, thing. So first of all, y'all use that all the time in Nightfalls and Grandmaster Nightfalls, all right? You pop it right down, especially with the, the twin witches. We don't. Right? We don't do Master and Grandmaster. You're not talking to us, do you? Yeah, we do regular Nightfalls. Nonsense. We struggle at regular content. We, we, we don't aspire to end game content. We, we aspire, but we just don't get there. 
Aspiring has been a thing. Success yeah. has yeah. not. Yeah, no, but that's every time I read it, it's like, oh, we're buffing your PVE experience. You're going to be super powerful. It's going to be great. I'm going, yeah, but how are you going to kick me in the teeth to compensate for all these changes? Well, no, they're doing this because they're weak right now. You know what I'm saying? That's right. why they're doing this. They're they're yeah, they're but... they're already subperforming in the existing sandbox. Right. So so, so the, the new sandbox them... are going to be real terrible. <laughs> 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 like I, that's Maybe. where my brain goes. I'm hoping that's not the case, but my brain's always like, okay, now what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, it's a win-win. I just. I, I you, always how are you going to hurt season. my feelings this time? How are you going to break my heart, Bungie? Come on. Right. Well, right, I do um, like the fact that they've admitted that the, the Warlocks with their, their Dawn Blades and things are very, very powerful. And rather than kind of give them all the tools in the kit, they've gone, right, if you want to do it like this, then we'll give you these certain tools so you have to build into this to be these super gods that are flying around the map. But there is going to be some kind of weakness to that, which is quite nice, is that those players that are good at that and enjoy playing that kind of aspect of it, they can still kind of do that and improve on that. And then they're bringing up the other subclasses, which is nice, and they're slightly turning down the stasis again because, I mean, they're still viable. It's it's When you're playing Crucible, you know, you pop a super and it's very rare that you miss everybody in the room. You, you get at least one or two people. You know, it, it, it can be done. But yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think these are very good. <laughs> And yeah. I mean, we've got to the end of all the changes that they've they've noted so far. And Bungie do say that, you know, few they've got to the end of it. And they've admitted some of the minor changes and bug fixes from the list to avoid bogging down the twelve. But please, Bungie, I mean, I I really hate the fact that we get to the new season and there are still things that we, we kind of find out that you've kind of put in in the notes that haven't kind of made it in at this point, even though you know that they're going to make it in. I'd rather you guys come out and tell us everything that's happening yes it's going to bog down the 12 but let's let's put it like this the only people that read the 12 and go through the 12 are people that are actually interested and invested in the game if you don't and you don't listen to like the podcasts and things like that and youtubers go and explain these different things then you can either turn it they, off they not just read don't it, want to write it yeah they don't care about bogging it down well, they've they got to, they don't no, want to be the guy got to, write to write it, it at some point yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you're going to include it in the patch notes. Like, I wish at least the, I mean, at least the bug fixes. Like, if there's been a bug that's been affecting you, you know, season after season after season, and they're finally going to fix it, that's something I would really like to know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it should be in the patch, it should be the day one patch notes anyways. Just tell us now. Or, you know, if you don't want to put it in the 12, put it in the, you know, make it, make a known, you know, known issues thing for, hey, here's, here's a preview of what we're going to fix this upcoming season. Throw in a different article. You got a whole new website, Bungie, and a whole new store. You you have pages; they're free on the yep. internet. Promise whole new you. usernames with whole new passwords and whole new hashtags and so things. Pound that, pound that like button. Pound yeah, button. season fifteen is going to be based on balancing the the power outage and specific abilities, and they're hard at work on system level changes that will enable us to create a healthier balance between abilities and gunplay. And they hope to share more about these changes in future. I don't, I, I don't want any power outages. I don't want to balance them. Just don't don't, don't take my power, Bungie. I don't I don't want the power to go out because then I can't yeah, play your game. I could stand to see. I could stand to see some Titans lose a little bit more power. Just saying. Just yeah. saying. You don't play Destiny anyway. I'm playing so, it currently. So, Parody, how how are they going to improve powering up Stasis? Basically, how are they going to get you to care about your aspects and fragments? And know what you're actually doing because I know we've spoken to you many a times that you've decided 
not to go off and do that part of the quest because you can't be bothered or you don't want to do it. Oh, so how totally. are they going to get you invested back into it? I've I've largely checked out, and, and I'll go as far as to say this even makes me want to grab my hunter out potentially and actually unlock stasis on my hunter. First of all, well, you've never have, had a hunter. I've looked at I, your account. You don't have one. Oh, oh there's a hunter. It, it gets used once a year when I need to turn in like seven thousand Vanguard tokens. That's that's how that's how I get my hunter gear each season. Go and turn in whatever's expiring. The hunter holds it all for me. But no, they're they're actually it, it's a little vague, but it sounds promising. So basically, the short version is the Exo Stranger is now going to tell you how to unlock the fragments and remove a number of lengthy quests to the steps to make this all happen. So, Guardians, if you finish the Beyond Light campaign and you visit the Exo Stranger on Europa, you will see the entire path for unlocking aspects and fragments. They're going to nice. tell you what to do and how to do it versus it being a mystery. Oh my god, that's so good. And additionally, many of the pre-requirements for obtaining and completing the Board in Darkness quest chain are now reduced or removed. So they're making that whole long, arduous chain you have to do on every single character easier by making, you know, removing big chunks of it. They don't say which ones, but it's going to be better because previously, Guardians needed to complete several quest chains, several quest chains. On each character. And unlock the salvation script before Stasis would even grant them their additional power. Yeah. So guardians that completed the Beyond Light campaign will have immediate access to the Born in Darkness quest chain from the Stranger on Europa, and the Stranger will also reveal every unknown fragment, regardless of your progression in the Born in Darkness quest line, giving a preview of the many powers to unlock. So basically, we're going to tell you how to get the thing in the game that you want to have in the game. Versus saying, here's a long quest line. Hope you figure it out. Which, yeah, this this sounds really good and makes me very excited. Because I, I absolutely have ignored doing, well, basically all of all of this on any character that's not my Titan. Because I just yeah. don't, I, I, I don't want to go through the long ch- chain over and over again. I want to be a Silence and Squall Hunter. It's an amazing looking super. I want to throw a hurricane at people or, you know, a, a nice tornado and walk away. That sounds phenomenal, but I don't want to put the hours and hours into the stupid quest to make it happen. So I'm really, I'm really hoping this will be a thing and it, it, it'll just be easier to get through this all. So I'm really looking forward to doing this because I, even my world barely, I've unlocked stasis and done like the first little bit of it, but I have not done anywhere near that whole quest line. So I'm actually really curious to dive into this again and say, okay, is this, is this an easier ask of me now? Do I not have to devote like a couple of weeks of my life an hour here or there to doing these quests? I might so, actually yeah, unlock I'm, I'm my excited. Titan now. <laughs> if they're going to tell me how to do it. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that you've got to think about is next season, season 15, we possibly, because I don't think Stasis has ended, I think we're still going to get another aspect and more fragments. We get, is it two fragments per season apart from the ones that we, was it four? I can't remember. We've got like one, two, three, four, yeah, five, six, I, I don't know because I've eight, more or less ignored the new ones this season because tell me where to go and what, to, it's like, go here and look for one. Great, where? What am I meant to do? Give me some guidance. No, we don't want to. Yeah, I mean, there's like 14 fragments at the moment. And it's between like two and four that you get every season, which is quite nice. That adds a, a new element to the gameplay. So potentially we've got that to look forward next season as well. 
plus the the three peaking in trials and competitive is going to be going away next season as well. That's something else that's they haven't kind of remembered to tell us, but I'm sure they will at some point. Uh, oh, they do. We, have, uh, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought Respawn. they already did that with the whole you can only three peak if you have a sword that if currently has ammo. He's told me this, so I'm guessing the baby may not be better. No, the baby's, the baby's better. I'm not muted. Why am I muted? I haven't muted you. He's muted oh. you. He doesn't like uh, you. It was distracting him reading. Ah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, Would you tell saying? us about the gauntlet? Gauntlet! Yes, there's a gauntlet. There's, there's a thing. Um, it is... This year. Uh, March um, 7th anniversary. Of the Gauntlet's tabletop yeah, I, fundraiser. I, I, I got, I, I got we, it. I mean Bungie, because we, we don't have a tabletop fundraiser. The we should, Gauntlet! We should, we should fundraise on tabletops, then we can be rich and famous. So Is on it? Sunday, August 15th, Team Bungie will complete... Yeah, Team Bungie will compete in a tournament against 20 other local gaming studios and tabletop aficionados to raise funds for the Young Women Empowered. Uh, young Women Empowered is a Seattle-area nonprofit where its mission is to cultivate the power of diverse young women to be creative leaders and encourage changemakers through transformative programs with a collaborative community of belonging. Uh, your donations to the program will you know, help the fund, remove the barriers to youth, such as fixing the car they need to get to school, buying books for their education, help them get a license to start their own business, and it'll also embolden the, our team with power-ups that'll help them win the tournament. So... It sounds like it's one of those, you know, good charity events of, uh, you know, the big version of, hey, help us raise money for this cool thing and we can win a tournament. And then they as Bungie get to have cool things too. So Team Bungie is the reigning champion and we don't want anyone else to take away our reigning championship. So they link to the donation page where you have until August 15th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time to make your donation. And if you do have a single $25 donation, you will receive the entire Naus emblem, N-O-U-S, which will be distributed on August 26th to you if you donate. Um, it's a fine emblem. It's like a green check. So is this basically... I'm not saying that Bungie cheat, but they're going, you donate, we'll give you something so that it makes um, them get bonuses in their game so that they can win. So are we paying to let them win? Yeah. This okay, is just, this just may, checking this, the pay to win be, scheme here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this may be pay to win. I mean, to be honest, if they're if they're going against twenty other, you know, gaming studios and other folks, I don't know who the other gaming studios are, but I'm gonna maybe assume that they also have you know things for their communities going. Hey guys, hey, if you, if you if you donate, we can uh, we can do a thing. See, so hit, just hit, just to check in real quick, as it sits on August seventh here, um, their goal is to raise fifty thousand dollars, and they have raised fifty thousand. Seven hundred eighty-three dollars. So well on the way to being the another reigning champion. And again, you know, this money all goes to charity. It all goes to help people. Oh, and 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 yeah, there. See, Bungie just wants to win, wants to win this gauntlet trophy to bring back to their house, which looks like a big giant, you know, gauntlet in but trophy see, form. So yeah, Bungie wants to win a trophy. This is what they missed right here. They want to help. Does he still have me? He keeps talking over uh, me. And if you give the money, you get an emblem, and everybody wins. It's a win-win-win all the way around. So yeah, so the only rules are, you know, throw the money in there by August 15th. You have between August 2nd and the 15th to donate. You, you'll get your code on the 26th of August, and uh, yeah, everybody wins. And the Bungie Foundation loves you, and we love you. Apart from Respawn, who isn't winning at this point. Have you still muted him? Oh. Oh! Oh, did uh... I hit the wrong mute button? I'm so sorry. 
He yeah, started reading, read the song and, and then and you, you carried on reading, and then he yeah. just kind of gave up. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I meant to mute you. Over, I forgot that there's two mute buttons. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so that was, that was not intentional. Oh my god! I, I, what I, I was trying to say technology. this time around is they they missed another opportunity because right here, you see this cosmos with the with the rocket in the space oh. and the sun right there. Yes. Had they made that the emblem instead of this thing, that would have been way better. Look at look look at honestly, yeah, which one of these like is better? That, yeah. Oh, yeah, two hundred percent agree. Yeah, like, I, I'm so sorry. This doesn't even make any sense. Whatever, it happens. It happens, uh, man. It, it's been a long week. I, I was just, oh god, I give up. Well, well, why don't we let let respawn swap roles and he can read us what in the what's going uh, on in the epic log. All right, I've lost my place. Where's it? Oh, epic log. Here we go. All right, now we send it over to our player support team with an important update. This is their report. Crossplay names. After last week's announcement about crossplay and bungee names, we wanted to clarify a few things. To display, I'm sorry, the display name of the first platform that players log into to play Destiny 2 at the beginning at 10 a.m. PDT on August 24th, 2021. That is in approximately three weeks and three days uh, will become the player's bungee name. So if you have cross play, I'm sorry, cross save enabled, right? And you have Stadia, which we all know that that's a joke. You have I Xbox, have yeah. you have PlayStation, yeah, have and you have, have PC. That. Yeah, all yeah, that. If they all have different names, whichever one of these you log into after 10 a.m. PDT on August 24th, that is going to be your permanent bungee name. Be careful which one you log into first. All right, so platform ID numbers, non-standard characters, and symbols will be removed and excluded. So you guys that have the tank symbol followed by a bunch of bullet symbols followed by like a, cro a Christian cross or whatever, that goes away. You can't have that anymore. Uh, if a name violates our code of conduct, it will be char sorry, changed to Guardian. Name changes won't be available until a later update. For Steam players, your Steam profile name, not your Steam account name, will become your Bungie name. So once again, for Steam players, your Steam profile name, that's the thing that everybody can see. Like in my case, it's no one responds in real life. And not your Steam account name, which is something else entirely. It's what you use to actually sign up for Steam, will become your Bungie name. So, if you want to change your name on Steam, Steam lets you do it for free. Go do it now before this happens and give yourself the name you want in Destiny so you don't have to fiddle with it later. So, um, is, is your Steam profile name, is that the one that you know you see people streaming and it's like, you know... Respawn super cool guy A plus. Is that the name that everyone changes that's viewable in game? Is that your profile name? Yeah, the one that you see in use... game is your okay. Steam profile name. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. That'd be the one. So like when you have Steam, you have your account name. So let's just say uh whenever I created the account, I used uh blackmamba27 at gmail.com or whatever, right? And blackmamba27 is my account name. That is that is how Steam recognizes it. But my in-game name is something that you can change. There's a different portion, and that says no one respawns in real life. So that one is the one that is going to be your permanent name if you log in with Steam. 
So change that. Uh, and as a matter of fact, let me see how we change that so I can give people a quick walkthrough. So we can go to account details, right? Um, is it preferences? Like people on PC have no problem finding it because based on the <laughs> based on the YouTube videos I watched, everyone's found the way to change their name into all sorts of crazy things. Yeah, that's true. But I have not changed it, and now actually, I'm not seeing how to do it. You my pro oh, it's your profile. I'm a stupid. Okay, uh, you click at the top. It's on the top right. It's got your profile image and your name. You click on that. You say view my profile, and right next to your profile, there's your name. There's a little arrow pointing down, and you can change it. Right. So it shows my past names where. Apparently, one of my names used to be Turnaround Too Late in a previous game. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, you can change it right there. So if you want to change your name, that's where you do it. And also change, uh, yeah, all that cool stuff. So there you go. Boom, shagalaga. Uh, moving on. Oh, name changes won't be available until a later update. So if you're like, oh, I'll just change it later. Well, you can't. Not until they give an update later on, which lets you do that. Uh, for seeing da, 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 Bungie Foundation campaign items, right? Uh, players who donated to the Bungie Foundation's giving campaign and did not receive an email should check their spam junk promotions folder for the email. Unless you have a rule that says delete every day, then you're done. Uh, if the email still can't be found, please fill out our missing Destiny 2 contest emblem form i swear to god i thought that said consent form i'm like bungie <laughs> what are you asking uh if players use their codes they can find the items in mass inventory in the tower please be aware that we are currently investigating an issue where the circadian guard emblem isn't appearing in the player's collection don't worry your emblem is still connected to your account and will be available to retrieve when we issue a fix in a future update claim your rewards the following will reset and become unclaimable when Season of the Redacted launches on August 24th. Season 14 Bungie Rewards, they go away. Season 14 Seasonal Challenges, they go away. Vanguard Tokens, they go away. Turn them in. If you have Vanguard Tokens, you are in the wrong. You are an imbecile. You were dropped on your head as a child. You have no friends or family. And everyone that tells you they love you just does it out of pity. Turn in the damn tokens. Valor Rewards. Visit Lord Shacks to claim these items, including engrams. Infamy Rewards. Visit the Drifter to claim these items, including engrams. Splicer, Servitor, engrams. They will go away when the next season starts. Use them, spend them, transform them, throw them at your neighbor. Don't care. Just make sure they're not in your inventory. Season 13 pass items on our previous season webpage. Make sure to check each character. Some people may have to use our Destiny Companion mobile app to claim these rewards. Known issues. Is that it? Yep, known issues. Okay. Uh, while we continue investigating various known issues in our hashtag help forum... Here's a list of the latest ones that were reported to us. Some players still have solstice fragments in their inventory. Logging out and back into the game should remove them. 
pretty sure if they still have them, they've logged out and logged back in at least once, Bungie. Gotta give better advice. The Circadian Guard Emblem from Bungie Foundation Giving Campaign does not appear in player collections when acquired. This will be fixed in a future update. For a full list of emergent issues in Destiny 2, don't go down that rabbit hole. Players can review our known issues article. Again, don't go down that rabbit hole. Parody went down that rabbit hole once, and he's a changed man. Never Player been the same since. Players who observe other issues should report them to our hashtag help form. He used to be so positive, so upbeat, so out, so outgoing. You know, just he he was he was vivacious. He was a lover of life. And now listen to him. He just he just he, he can't do it anymore, man. And it's all because he went down that rabbit hole. Bungie says, hey, if you want to know, come look. But it's a trap. They don't love you. They're not looking out for your best interest. Do not go there. It and is then a after, trap. And then after that, we got movie of the week. Uh, Flawless Sparrow Run. Don't know what it's about. Didn't read it. Um, Sorry, didn't watch it. I was too busy fixing my pooter today. Uh, People need me. I effing lost it. Even though Demon told me not to say that. It says it here, so I was allowed to. And it's a video... It, it it doesn't matter. Keep keep scrolling because the best part of this entire twab is just below. All right. If you see your video, put a link uh, to Bungie.net profile in the description, and we will get your reward. On the wall, artist of the week. Introducing a new Rat King and Destiny Two. Here are our artists of the week. First out of the week is by Myth Rats. I'm sorry, not by Myth Rats. It's by On Tarome, and it's called Myth Rats. Basically, they took a rat and put Mithrax armor on it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of fun. It's Mithrax. It's great. Um, next one is by Elisir. I probably slaughtered your name. Apologies to my ghost who ever got the filigree shell because I was too lazy to ground the Magnificent Solstice armor set. His ghost wants the new shell. He's put bunny ears on it and then went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> if you have art, um, then there's a link somewhere I can't find. Cosmo says much love, but apparently you can submit it somewhere. It looks like hashtag Destiny 2 art, hashtag Destiny art, or at our Destiny creation. There you go. Boom shakalaka. That is it for the Twabby Twab. It is. <clears throat> and I'll mention, if you are trying to reclaim your uh, previous season loot, and they say use the mobile app, that's because the page doesn't seem to be working at all. So you can load the previous season page, and it will sit and spin and spin and spin forever. So if you're having a problem claiming your seasonal loot, uh, try using their app or try again later, because I think they broke it. Oh, dear. Uh, they always broke it. What else is yeah. new? And next week, they're, they're going to talk about armor and mods. Ma yeah. So they're going to add another piece to the puzzle. Mm -hmm. So something no. we didn't talk about at the, the top of the show, which was in the top of the twab, that we, we've got the pin in, we take the pin out, we can now talk about it. That hurts too. Stop putting pins in things. Pull the oh, pin. I'm a masochist. Throw I hate grenade. you. I, I mean, I like doing That would grenade. make you a sadist, not a masochist. Sadist. But moving on. So, so before the twab this week... All you, buddy. You yeah. Got this. Okay. I thought you were going to say something, and I was like, 
<laughs> no, we're just also the same person who want to start talking at the same time. So I'm going to shut up and let you talk now because people are here no, to listen to you anyway. Yep. No, they're not. I was going to shut up and let you talk. So ahead of the showcase this month, Joe Blackburn, who is Joe Gogoroth on Twitter, is he's the what is he the the head poncho the the man with the the mustache at Bungie? He's a mustache aficionado. He is. Like assistant game director or something like that? Yeah, he's like one of the head honcho people that, you know, that's there and has, has told us many different things about what's happening with the game. So ahead of the showcase on the 24th, he wanted to tell us a little bit about PvP in Destiny because, you know, Bungie have been a little bit mum on the subject. Because nobody has for a very long time. Yeah, and I think they they start to panic. Think we we've got to mention this word PVP at some point, and and get some information out there. I mean, I mean, there there, there was a big long thread that we're there not going to read verbatim because it, it, a lot of it is, is basically, you know, w- the short version is we're working on it. So this season, you know, they're going to address three peaking. Um, they're going to have more information. You know, August twenty fourth, they'll tell us more about that. You know, and the rework to the to trials coming this season. The the TLDR of all of this is we're laying the groundwork for PvP. They're actually starting, emphasis on starting to put <laughs> real teams and real resources in place for PvP maps and new modes. Because this is starting, the results will not be quick. So think 2022, you're going to be seeing the fruits of this labor. It isn't coming now. It's not coming winter. You're not going to be playing Christmas. Right. Next year, here's what you're going to get. At the beginning of D3, yes. No, no, the Witch Queen. The Witch Queen, yeah, probably. No, no, that is, that's next year, isn't it? 2022, uh, Witch yeah. Queen. Yeah, so Bungie's PvP goal is they want you to understand, you know, you will be getting new maps and modes every year, and the cadence of those coming out, they want them to feel predictable. That's the goal. So for that to happen, they need to start working on it, which they're finally starting to do. And they go on uh, to say, when they upgraded their, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the thing that they mention here is that they need to open the faucet again. So, so I'm guessing this is a tap faucet, whatever. That's what it is in America, isn't it? A faucet. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, th- this kind of begs the question of how long has this faucet been turned off? How how long have we been without a PvP team? You know, Why have we been without... remember Crucible Labs. <laughs> That's as long as we as this faucet has been turned off for. And it only seems now that they seem to want to start talking about it. I mean, I think further on down the thread that Joe mentions that they're hiring new teams to do various different things and they are actively looking for people and it looks like it's going to be for the PvP for Destiny, not their other IPs that they're working on. And, you know, whether they've had to shift people around or not, I think they should have been a little bit more open and honest with the, you know their communication and been a bit more transparent with there's there's been a shift at Bungie we're not going to be able to focus anything on PVP major wise until possibly the Witch Queen. I think where they've kind of buried their heads in the sand for this amount of time has frustrated a lot of people. I think the open and honest communication would have been the best way to go about this. Do you guys agree or not agree with that? I mean, yeah, but at the same time, devil's ad- devil's advocate here is in order You're just to the do devil, that, not the devil's advocate. <laughs> Shh. 
Um, I told you that in confidence, sir. Uh, the point is, is that, um, you know, by doing that, it would take away from the time to actually work on these things, just to talk a talk about them. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, so. if it was just something that they they specifically said that there's there's been reworks, there's been this and there's been that, just a little explanation, say that we are going to do PvP changes slightly, but it's nothing going to be major. There's no no maps going to be coming. So forget those memes that you're going to put out there for the next six to eight, 12 months of I've had 365 days. I've had 650 days of no PvP maps and et cetera, et cetera. We've taken all the PvP maps out, but we haven't had any come back in. I'd rather them just be open and honest about the, the reasons why before we got to this stage, because it, it's frustrated a lot of people. Yeah, you know, or just or just say you know it's not you know we don't have you know for the reason being to say you know don't look for anything new until it's on a roadmap for this season you know you know give us a roadmap not the you know in depth here's the six new activities you're getting but just here's sort of our overall focus for the season and maybe they don't want to do that because they think it'll spoil something but it's PvP it shouldn't really be you know story driven and yeah at least give us an idea of you know am I looking in the next season am I looking in the next year or are you just like listen because right now, when we get back to it, we'll tell you, which they finally have. Because even this update is not saying, here's what you're getting. It's here's what you're getting later. We've just sort of started yeah. to work on it. Yeah. Not here's what's coming tomorrow. And and so, you know, you might be asking yourself, what is coming tomorrow? Um, you know, nothing. But in season 16, they, he did say a couple concrete things, you know. Well, the first one basically being when they when they took the new, you know, rolled out the new engine, there is no, you know, port map to new engine button. So you have to redo all of this, all the stuff, all the environments. You know, you can't just bring over new maps from D1. It's not like you can just, port, you know, copy and paste it in the game. So in season 16, we're going to be getting two reprised maps. Don't know which ones. They're reprised maps. We're getting two of them. Me too. So these and were the why, what's with all the reprised stuff? So Just these are two that have been stuff. taken out of the game before Beyond Light, and they were yeah. for various different reasons. Where you, I think there was spawn issues, or the maps were too small, or various different things that they'd had. They, you know, identified issues with these. I think there was about how many maps did we have? Like about seventeen or eighteen or something, and we're now down to something like twelve. Or I, I can't remember the actual number at this point in time, but they took a hell of a lot of stuff out. And they were saying it's, you know, to create room for the Destiny Content Vault and the game to run smoother with new engines and stuff. Yeah. And, and I mean, and remember, Destiny 2 started as a 4v4 PvP, and now we're back to 6v6. So a lot of those maps were a little claustrophobic when you put 12 Guardians on it. So, and honestly, why are they bringing the reprise ones back? Because that's the least amount of work. They're already D2 maps. They're already part of the way there. So next season, we're getting those two back. Season 17... We're finally going to get a brand new map. 16, so this is the Witch Queen. <clears throat> this is going to be sometime after January when that drops is season 16. So season 15 is next. In yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, season 15 comes now. Se yeah, season 16, we get our two reprise maps. Season mm -hmm. 17, a brand new map. And in season 18, we're going to get a Destiny 1 map brought, brought into D2. And I'm assuming they're doing one first to see what that process is like to say, okay, there's a lot of work, a little bit of work. You know, so in eighteen, we're getting one D one map in D two. So and... you know how you know how Gambit in, in in some of the Gambit maps, right? You have those teleporters where you can jump in the teleporter and pop out on the other side of the map. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. have Gambit maps, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Well, um, my brothers used to play a lot of Halo back in the day, and Halo had these 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 man cannons and these teleporters and things like that, right? So, yeah. I mean, that's one thing that you don't have in PVE. You, there's no man cannons, as far as I can tell. Somebody can call me out if I'm wrong. There's PVE, no teleporters. Yeah, You're definitely PvP. wrong. Sorry, yeah. PvP. I'm going to say uh, PvP. There, there was uh, there were man cannons in PvP. Which where? There was a map where you ha you could jump from one side to the other. In Destiny, maybe that was, Destiny. That was maybe that was, was that Destiny One. Am I getting so confused? Where you could jump over to the map? You, there, yeah, you're talking about the, two, the ones that you had, go like, in the man the two and it fires you yeah. over to the tree area, and you could yeah. snipe from over there. And then there was a tele there was a portal that you could then come across as well. Was that Destiny I'm, 1? I'm thinking D1. I'm thinking way, way I know the map now. you're talking about. No, because, I, yeah, yeah. no, I think it was D2, and now I'm you know, frantically trying to find the name of the map because I don't remember any of them. But no, I think, that, I think that was D2. I feel like that was recent enough to be a D2. Maybe I'm wrong, but Actually, yeah, I, I probably think it, am. It possibly was a D1 map. So I'm frantically going, uh, who might have things that I can find and also... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I remember because yeah, like A and C were on all sides, and then the B spawn was in that like middle platform that had the bridge in the middle, and then the man cannons on the left and the right. And then we have. Oh no, the... we do have one. We have the one with the. We have the. It's one... like a destroyed city, and you have the man cannon that shoots you over to that. To yeah, that there's one the Cabal area. drill one. Yeah, that, the drill that's been taken out of the game at the moment. Is it not? Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's not in the game at the moment. Wow, yeah. I'm really bad with the names of these. I mean, I, I, I could run around the whole map in my mind, but I don't know the name of it. I never pay attention to I mean, just just, just add, like, movable elements to some of these maps, too, right? That way people can't just stand staggered and snipe it, people. It's like, not as Like, make a platform that, that like, that. spins, or, or a teleporter, or an elevator. You know, put, put moving parts in these maps, you know what I'm saying? I think I, that'd be nice to have yeah. instead of every map just be static everywhere, all the time. Like the and one something... with the big spinning thing in the middle that crushes you. Yeah. Legion Gulch. He's saying it's Legion Gulch. Let's that's the, that yeah. Is. Legion Gulch. That's that's the one, yeah. And something Ibontis did point out on his podcast yeah. that they've noted that they've season sixteen, season seventeen, and season eighteen that we're getting these maps and reprise maps come back. And then they go on to talk about Lightfall and Beyond. So is the Witch Queen going to be a three-season kind of thing? Is it going to be that, or are we going to get season 19 before we go into Lightfall? Because they haven't mentioned it here, and although, you know, that, that just may be a thing that they haven't mentioned as yet. Maybe season 19 is when the floodgates open and we get everything come back, uh, like PvP-wise, like all the maps. But because they haven't mentioned it, there's kind of a bit of like... Well, is it going to be three seasons with the Witch Queen, or is that what we're going to be next next year? You know, for twenty twenty two, possibly with the way things have gone with these seasons and having to extend them out further to make room for improvements to the Witch Queen. But you know, I just thought I'd throw that out there. What do you guys think? Um, I think I had I, I, I honestly I stopped paying attention. Okay. <laughs> So, do you think there's going to be a season nineteen before we get to Lightfall, or do you think they're just going to extend it out? Because, because, or do you think we're just going to go for the three seasons? Yeah, 
Do you think that they've season. they've tried the two season model when we had House of Wolves and uh, the Crota stuff? Uh, Dark Below. We had Dark Below, then we had House of Wolves. So we had two seasons in that first year. And then they kind of they played around with various different things depending on who they're with, like Activision, or when they split from Activision, we're now up to four seasons. Do you think that's too much work for them? Maybe they're going to cut down an extra season, see what they can do with the Witch Queen? I have no idea if that's too much work for them. I'm not even going to try to posit that. I'm okay. I'm going to say it is because I I think I think there is a you know a push to get you know more content more content out more 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 give more seasons a year. I I I'll say I would like them to go back to like go to like to a three season model. Each season runs for four months. I would much rather have fewer seasons, especially if you're not trying to make so much new seasonal content. And maybe there can be more of a focus on you know quality of life improvements, balance passes, things like that, where you're not saying we have to push this new stuff out the door and get this new stuff ready by this date. And instead yeah. we can do fun little side quests, fun little community missions, you know, you know, throw, you know, whisper the worm like things into the game. You know, do things like that where they're not, you know, the stuff that can live in the game and that improves the game overall. It isn't just for, oh, well, this three three months is over, so that season is gone and all that content we made. It's just gone now. I'd much rather it be less new stuff that's seasonally based and more improvements for the game. So that's what I hope they do, is they and they take this opportunity to say, we don't need to push out quite so much new stuff and slow that treadmill a little bit and improve the game, which it, it looks like... Because if they're shifting people over to Crucible, they're coming from somewhere. You know, they're coming from doing... They were doing they're other things before. Somebody, yeah. Well, right, they're hiring, but there's also, they said, you know, like, spun up these new teams, we're moving resources you know, people from one team to another. So something is going to take a hit, you know, you know, they're hiring more, but they're, they're also, they're moving people management, you know, folks and, and, you know, you know, making sure all these teams work together, they're shifting their focus. So it's shifting from something to something else. I think it kind of benefits the, I mean, speaking from experience in the last year, I haven't been able to play as much as I'd like to or as I have been in previous seasons or previous years. And having the extra added bits on the end of these seasons has really helped me kind of get to the 20 light levels on my artifact to unlock that triumph and achievement or whatever it is. So I think it will benefit the the casual players a lot more to have just three seasons at four months where you can actually go through and play the story as, you know, in the way that you want to and unlock the things as you go and just do the content as and when i mean i don't understand why crimson doubles wasn't in there this year was it because it didn't fit in with the models of the seasons you know if we're going down to three seasons there are things that they can put in the game to pad out the weeks for to extend the seasons i mean crimson doubles you don't necessarily have to have the as a crimson doubles we did have doubles at one point add that into the rotation i know they talk about or joe talks about further on down that they're going to add more like game modes into destiny but you you took out game modes to start off with and i understand the reasons behind some of them but then the others i don't necessarily understand well there i mean that that goes nicely into what game modes are coming back and this is one i wish they were a little more firm on but they're looking at bringing rift back in 2022 they don't say for sure, but they're saying, you know, they're investigating bringing Rift back. 
Which I would I don't love even to see. What that is. I would love to see Rift. Well, sir, I have got it for you. So in the original Rift, that's where each team of players had a Rift at their spawn, which could be destroyed with a bomb-like spark. And the objective was you were to take you were to spawn in the middle of the map, and each team needed to try and take their spark when it spawned and carry it to the enemy team's rift to dunk it and blow the rift up. The catch was the spark would blow up and kill the holder after 75 seconds after it was picked up. So oh, basically, yeah, and you all had to yeah. run together like a football team. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. So it's basically, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it's basically, you know, pick up the ball, run it to your team's base, blow the other team up, and you know, basically. It's instead like capture the of, flag, but the flag yeah. can kill you. <laughs> yeah, instead of capture the flag, it's uh, take this flag and get it away from you. It's it's a it's a capture the flag hot potato. Take the flag, but then throw the flag over there because the flag will murder you if you don't. And there was Flag's an Iron Banner rift, and it was hilarious. Yeah, so they're they're looking at bringing rift back, which is I'm not gonna say you know full on fan favorite, but it it should be. Everyone loves rift. Rift is beautiful. So they're they're looking at bringing rift back in 2022. They also say the team is working on multiple brand new modes for 2022. Now, I hope they don't mean that as Rift and something else. I hope they mean Rift and multiple new modes. They're not quite ready to spoil that yet, but, you know, uh, they're offering new twists on rules and ways you can make Shaxx proud. So I don't know if it'll be like variations like we have momentum control, Iron Banner control, and regular control. So I don't know if it'll be like variations on a theme or if it's going to be brand new things or brand new return things like Rift or um, yeah. I want it to be like what we talked about before about how it's it, like like the new map would have like a weapon rotation. Hey, it's only hand cannons this week or it's only sidearms or it's only melee. You know what I mean? Oh, right. that'd be so, so awesome. What we're saying is is you can you can dash a little bit of Halo, just 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 a little bit of Halo juice into the Destiny. Not too much, but just 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 a little bit, just just you know, a little sprinkle of Halo juice. It'd be fine, really. And then they do go on to say after the dust settles on the trials rework in season fifteen. So again, season fifteen, we are getting the trials rework and the 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 three peaking fix. Um, they do want to look at you know the broader you know broader improvements of the PvP ecosystem. Basically, you know they do want to do something at on the same scale as their trials rework for players every single year going forward. Not every season, but every year. So once we see what the trials rework is and it's live in season 15, they want to provide something sort of on that scale to PvP every year going forward. So this seems like the beginning of a bigger... Friendship. It is. The beautifulest friendship. <laughs> and like an actual refocusing on PvP. Like not just, oh, we're going to tell you things and then never talk about it for another three years. It seems like they're actually going to put a focus into PvP and actually devote the time and resources and manpower to build PvP out. I, I still want to say we'll you know we'll believe it when we see it kind of thing. You right. Because again, uh, Crucible Labs. Hello, where, where'd you go? Um, I'm optimistic. I mean, because I, I, I get it. I am I am not a great player. I mean, talk to trials to death on this podcast, and every time I chan every chance I get in the game, I go, yeah, stupid. Why are we doing this to ourselves? But I really enjoy PvP overall. I enjoy Iron Banner. I enjoy the Destiny PvP. I don't enjoy the competitive, I'm out to sweat and try hard PvP. I, I enjoy the, I just want to go hang out and play some PvP because it's it's fun and new and different. So I'm excited about the focus on it, but I'm also cautious about you know when it happens and when it comes and what we actually get from it. Right. Yeah. And Gambit. Gambit. <laughs> 
I so breaking it down into bullet points. Three peaking changes will be coming in season fifteen, so that's in a couple of weeks, twenty fourth of August. Trials revamp in season fifteen. Now I don't know whether that's a complete revamp. They did mention that they were thinking about doing the solo uh, players playlist for that, much like they have done with Iron Banner. So that may be the thing in the trials rework to keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah, they, they do seem. I mean, it sounds like it's a it's a fairly big. It's not just like oh, we gave you tokens. It sounds like a fairly big rework, like they've been talking. Yeah, and I did. I'm not sure where I've heard it from, but they somebody was talking about the reworks that they've done with crucible and gambit that they're now going to do to zavala with the vanguard and the the strikes that possibly they're going to be doing that with saint 14 so that even if you just go and play trials if you lose you'll start building up to like an exotic shard of playing x amount of games and and getting reputation through with him so it's much like any of the other game modes you can just go in and play win or lose and you'll still gain something towards getting something out of those vendors that's what i've heard anyway i, I don't know whether that was just like fan fiction of what they possibly want or yeah but then the, actually... the troopers are going to complain again about how oh everybody who's everybody's just getting a weapon from trials it doesn't mean anything you know with the system they have in place although i don't like it granted because you know i suck but mm. the system they have in place yeah you can hang on to tokens you can hang on to bounties but you can't really turn them in until you have at least three wins on a card, right? So it encourages you to do something more than just exist, right? Yeah. And then you get a weapon, right? So, I mean, I don't know. Like, doing it like what you're talking about, it just sounds more of the same, and I think the tubers are going to complain about it. Although I would appreciate it, but... Apparently, Bungie does. We'll get onto that in a second. Yeah, we'll get onto that in a second. So we're going to also get two vaulted maps from Destiny Two that are returning in season sixteen. So that's the Witch Queen that'll be in twenty twenty two when that starts. January, February, maybe possibly March. They haven't given us a date yet. Possibly on the twenty fourth of August, they'll let us know. We'll get one new map. So this is one that they've customly built for the game for Destiny Two. New. In season 17, so that's the season after the Witch Queen starts. Rift is going to be returning in 2022 at some point, possibly, with new modes in 2022 and more PvP changes in 2022. You know, I'd be happy with a PvP map where we just race sparrows. That's it. Throw yeah, a racing league that's, as that's a sparrow, map. A sparrow racing league. That's a whole new thing they're not bringing back. Right? Yeah. Until we complain so much that they do bring it back. I mean, that was probably one of the best things that they've ever had. They only had it, what, in one instance? Like, come on. Come on, Bungo. You're better than this. I mean, we like to believe you're better than this. Are you actually better than this? Or are you just teasing us? I don't know. Things have become muddled in the waters over the years. Show me. You remember what it's like to have fun in your game. Well, they, they, they showed us a peek of it because, you know, Paul Tassi asked Joe, well, what about, what about Gambit? So... Here, here's here's our long in-depth gambit update. So long term, we want to get people working on new maps. So they're not doing any new maps, but they'd like to get people working on it. Maybe that's part of why they're <laughs> hiring. Um, and currently, they are playtesting all of Gambit Foundation changes for season sixteen, focusing on the heavy ammo economy, primeval fight, invasion, cadence, power, and more. So Gambit is going to get a you know balance pass rework in season sixteen. It sounds like. 
Um, but again, you know, no, nothing, nothing this coming season, nothing, nothing, I mean, you know, they did briefly mention it, but there, there's nothing there. So I wanted to throw that out there for me and the three other people who enjoy Gambit. So when they say season 17, that could possibly be May, June next year. Because if we're getting Witch Queen later than January, February, you tack on a three, a couple of months for that to kind of, if we are a three months kind of expansion or season, then you've got to think season 17 yeah. going to be possibly May, June, even July. They just don't, won't give us a date as yet. Yeah, no, it's too early. It's all 2022. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of YouTubers and people making comments about various different things. But as, as I've said, settle down. Don't do a respawn rant. Don't get upset until we've seen all the changes. You've been given the new toys to play with. You're finally in there. Give it, you know, a good couple of days of playing with said new toys before you kind of make a judgment on don't, what they're Don't changing. let him tell you how to live your life. You want to have a respawn rant. You want to lose your mind. Don't let him stop you. In fact, I encourage it. Thank well, you. Okay, if, you, if you want your feedback to be heard and read out on the show in a special Respawn rant in the next <laughs> couple of weeks, write in your Respawn rant and Respawn will rant on your behalf. Oh, so I, can get, I can get aggravated too. I, ooh, give me a script. You, you can contact us on many of the ways, you know, Twitter. But normally, I think a rant would definitely like to be emailed at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. Oh. And um, we will forward that on to him to rage for you. And he may actually have an opinion on your rant as well. He might actually join in with a rant. So if you want to express some views, here is your here's your soapbox. Just, your just go for it. Yeah. And I'll call it out by name. I'm not going to take credit for it. I'll be like, yo, this is what your boy had to say or girl. Unless you don't want to be named. Yeah. In which case, please tell us because we will absolutely name and shame you unless you say don't name and I'll shame you. Please. absolutely put you on blast. We will, we will, we will give Respawn the script without your name on it because he will absolutely read whatever we put in front of him. <laughs> yeah, Ron Burgundy reads whatever we put in front of him. That's right. It's been proven. There's even a song for it. Mm -hmm. So were you going to look at all of the, the reactions in the show notes? or can No, we just I can't be bothered now. I can't okay. be bothered now. Well, the, the only one I'm going to say, I'm going to call it is, is Hey Fitzy, who just said, I have one simple request when it comes to the Bungie discussing sandbox changes. Can we get a live stream to show all these changes and physically see them in action? Maybe even invite some PvE, PvP folks to partake in as well. Having a PTR would also be nice too. PTR, and yes. LZ and PTR is... Public test... Oh yeah, like public, public testing release? Yeah. Okay, okay yeah. That's yeah. it, yeah. So, so, so like a Crucible apps is what you're saying? But yeah, no, I, I, I like that yes. because it's one thing to read the numbers, especially when they're like the cone of this damage. And I'm like, what does that mean? Show, show well, it to me I mean, in real life. Give me, you know, like, let me see how these... Fallout, though. If they did that, Fallout would be out of a job. Well, well, well right, uh, okay. Right, Employ right, Fallout. Or get <laughs> Fallout up there to yeah, make yeah, the no, video I mean... so that when they drop this, he can still make content on it and go, this is what Bungie are talking about. Yeah, right. They've I mean... allowed me to show you this because this is what they've released in the TWAB this week. Here it is in video form. It would make it so much more, you know, digestible uh, for kind of people to understand. Right. I mean, hmm. yeah, I wasn't going to say, Bungie, please invite, you know, the content creators and give them respawn. peaks. Have respawn. You can have respawn great content. Free. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah. please. Please, employ me. I, yeah, I, I also wanted to just to, to highlight this. Um, Paul Tassi has a tweet that I put in our show notes discord here that just says four years and shows 
the brand new Titan behind a small wall with the, the lightkin armor, fallen armor on, holding a, a shotgun. And then four years ago, a Titan crouched behind a small wall in the Crucible uh, Keep Your Neck Warm armor with a sweet business. Just making the point that, you know, everything is cyclical. Four years ago, it's like, it's basically the same artwork. Here we are back again. Which I just thought was funny, because everything in Destiny is old as new again. Uh, yes, but it doesn't mean it's good. Nope, just old as new. Oh, I think it's time for Respawn's Report Roundup. Respawn Report Roundup. Okay. Alrighty, pulling this up, and I'm pulling that up, and I'm pulling this up, and I'm pulling that up. And here we go. It says, in no uncertain terms, Destiny News Plus, only two more cards left from the season of the Splicer Roadmap! (gasps) Okay, also the epilogue is in eight days next week. On Tuesday, hopefully, we'll see that Kingship Dock Lost Sector Mystery next week, fingers crossed. I don't that was interesting, that. wasn't it? Because there was a lot of there was those Vex portals or like I can't remember the the the, uh, the confluxes that we that were kind of on the tangled shore that people were interacting with, and then the Hive Knights were coming out, and then Bungie disabled it completely, and it's just gone silent on this whole thing. So it's quite interesting that they pulled that back up. There's something there in the Lost Sectors or on the Tangled Shore. Show of hands if you have no recollection of any of this. I'm raising my hand. Um, Destiny News. Newt, Bungie and Ubisoft have filed a lawsuit against the makers of Ring One Cheat earlier this month. Um, Yeah. So is that a thing? Can you sue a company that just makes cheat Stuff. They've done it before, they will do it again. What law does that violate, though? Yeah, it breaks your game, but it's their own code. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Um, um, Seeing as how there's, like, computer code on the books for, like, you know, logging to someone else's email address without their permission is, like, technically a violation of, like, federal law. There's all sorts of laws on the books. Yeah, but that's because it's mail, though. It's technically a mail, even if it's digital. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, first batch of emblem codes for the emblem New Blue are going out. Uh, check your email spam folder. Basically, it looks like the Black Lives Matter symbol with no, the lightning the, bolt. It's the Bungie it's logo. It's one of the Bungie logos. Yeah, but that's the that's the same one that's on the BLM one, except it's blue instead of black. Yeah, um, and the women one and everything else one. Yeah, I guess. Fair enough. They put the, they put the Bungie lightning logo on everything. Uh, this is from JB3 underscore Xbox. My mom's fight is over. She passed it her... Yeah, that sucks. Because his mom passed. Uh, your kind words over the last couple of days have meant the world to me. I love you guys. Yeah, I saw that. I think it was at the beginning of the week that JB3 posted, I think it was on YouTube, just to say that he wouldn't be making any more videos for a while because his mom had gone into a hospice. And then I saw this on Twitter. I think it was last night or the night before. So, um, yeah, our thoughts go out to him. Uh, thank you very much for your, your YouTube videos that you do put out with your glitches and your tutorials. That sucks, and our hearts absolutely go out to you because yeah, that, I, that's rough, and there's nothing else you can say. It just it's rough. It sucks, and you know, sorry. Yeah, like you said, you know, prayers and wishes and stuff go out to you. So I haven't got a clown spotlight this week, just because I've been 
busy at work. Nobody's written into us. So if you want your clan spotlighted, here's your chance to. You didn't stalk anybody, is what he's saying. Yeah, I didn't stalk anybody on Reddit this week. I thought <laughs> I'd, you know, stop stalking people on Reddit and promoting their clans without their knowledge. I mean, they're promoting their own clan, so. They are, you know, and I'm just kind of picking it up and going, oh, this person wants some attention. But anyway, so yeah, if you want your clan spotlighted, here is your chance. There is there's opening spots, and I'm not saying that we're going to focus one a week. We if we have two or three, we'd we'd focus all of them, because you've taken the time to write to us, and yep. you'd get your own special version of respawn telling people to join your clan, or even respawn trying to force his way into your clan unofficially. What? Some people have really good names, man. And if it wasn't for that whole no a holes allowed rule, maybe I would have tried to join a couple other ones. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just waiting for that clan rework coming in, like you know, season twenty-seven or whatever. Where you can like ally with clans or just have more people in your clan. Make clans yeah. make clans a better thing. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But I do have some tips, tricks, guides, and builds because I know people you know? ask me that. I do, yeah, and. Just going off of last week, I did take the Warlock build with the Aeon, whatever they're called, into the Crucible with the Vigilance Wing. And I felt like I was living longer than what I normally are. I was doing quite well with um, with my new Warlock build. Um, and I, I did change it up. I, I didn't stick on Stasis. I changed it over to Arc because when I rewatched the video, he suggested maybe going on Arc with your Arc Buddies because you're getting your rifts up a lot more. You can drop more rifts with your Arc Buddies. So I was using Bottom Tree Warlock um, Arc. So that was quite cool with my Aeon Swifts, I guess they were. But yeah, that, that was a really good build. So if you didn't see it last week, I'll relink it in the show notes this week. Really good fun. Um, and then I I was messing about with my hunter because I thought I want to get my warlock and my hunter up to you know thirteen twenty for the beginning of the new season, and my warlock she fell sh- she she fell short this this season so far. The iron banner did not give me the thirteen twenties that I needed in the areas that I needed, so she's it's still stuck at thirteen. She, she yeah I mean I was getting weapons and other items at thirteen twenty because she's she's at thirteen nineteen at the moment it's just the class item it's two points away from hitting it but my hunter gave me everything so he's now up to 1320 but then i was having fun with the transmog because i thought i really want to i was i was rocking like the the guardian game stuff because i bought that and i thought you know i just want to have a play about and i thought i'd try and make myself look like the bounty hunter that princess leia does in return of the jedi so because i've seen a couple of those kind of hunter masks that have that kind of visor and that snorkel thing on the front and i got one that looks very similar to that i was messing about with the the last word so i was using the using the lucky pants so when you're ready a hand cannon it gives you kind of a better it, yeah, pulls your hand cannon out faster and, and easier to swap to so i was using those the, the lucky pants on the hunter to make myself look like a bounty hunter. But then I came across this other image on Twitter in the last couple of days. Somebody's made a, a Mandalorian armor set for the hunter. So I will link that in the show notes because it's a lot better than what I created. And I'm now going to go back and rework my Lucky Pants loadout to look like the Mandalorian. So that is going to be interesting to do. So I'm going to I'm gonna have a go at doing that. And that was Spider Sides. I think it's Spider Sides on Twitter. I'll link that in the show notes for anybody that's interested in doing that. And then again, for Robert, who a couple of weeks ago was our clan spotlight, was asking about hunter builds. 
cool guy this week put out a really cool build called Punchy Assassin. Now, this is using the um, exotic. Yeah, yeah okay. You know, you, you, you're jumping ahead. Sorry. I mean, that's only one good build that's good for punching, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so it's the Top Tree Arc Strider. So when you punch somebody, you can get the, I think you can get up to a three times buff. But when you oh, dodge no. near an enemy, it recharges your melee and you can kind of just keep going around and around and repeating. But he's using yep. the Hunter Exotic Helmet, the Assassin's Cow. So this gives you a vanishing execution. Powerful melee blows grant invisibility and restore a portion of health and shields. Finishes and final blows against more powerful targets increase the duration of invisibility and the amount of health and shields that are restored. And he was using it in Crucible with the top tree, which also gives you a buff to, I think it was your health as well. So he was just running around being a punching machine. It, it really is a really good build and he works it several different ways if you haven't got the weapons that he's got. So it's worth having a look at. And it's again, it's one that I'm going to try out because it looked really good fun. Destiny Fun Police tried out the hard light with the boots of the, what should we call it, the Titan boots, uh, Path of the Burning Steps. So he tries the hard light out with the Path of the Burning Steps to get extra damage on your solar kills. So you can change the hard light into a solar killing machine with all the bounces. And he was doing it in Iron Banner and I thought it was really cool. And I thought I'd point people in the direction of that because... It looked really good fun. I haven't had a chance to actually play my Titan this week, but it was a build that I was looking at doing in Iron Banner. I've played my Warlock, I've played my Hunter, but I've not touched my, my Titan yet. So I've got that to look forward to in the next couple of days. Fallout Plays did a really cool video this week on what is the best resilience to run in Destiny 2 right now. So if you're interested in, like, in PvP, what kind of Spoilers. What people are running. It's about seven. <laughs> why would you spoil you spoil this i haven't watched the video it's just they always say it's about seven it's nothing well, new I sometimes guarantee it's, it's not about seven. no sometimes it's not so there so you have to watch his video <laughs> you just got mad so it is seven well no i got <laughs> mad because you try and spoil everything for people you always jump in i try and tell people to watch the videos and you go oh, it's twenty thousand nine one. because they don't need to watch a 13 minute video to get that answer hey best resilience seven it's been seven for years you're good <laughs> just watch the video it's good right up until it becomes eight yeah right uh crazy mr pips uh pointed out there's a really cool underrated 150 rpm scout rifle in the game and this is the one that you can get from the last wish raid and I will tell you the name of it because I have got it. The Transfiguration. Now, this is, as you said, a 150 RPM scout rifle. And this one can actually roll with Kill Clip and Rampage on the same weapon in different perk slots. Um, I've got one that's got Rampage, Kill Clip, Accurized Rounds and Corkscrew Rifling with a Reload Masterwork. But in certain situations, it was working really well. I was, you know, getting a kill on somebody, reloading and getting Rampage and Kill Clip to proc at the same time to then just one tap the next person. It does require you to possibly go into the raid and do unlocking the chests you can do from the wish wall. If you haven't done that, there are a couple of guides on YouTube for that. Uh, Esoteric has put out a tips and tricks you may not know, part six to his guides. So we did feature all five last time. Uh, this is part six of some other tips and tricks you may not have known in Destiny 2. 
You haven't watched that one, have you, Respawn? So you won't be able to spoil that I don't one. watch any of them. I just knew it was going to be seven because it's always seven. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Nothing well, Respawn hasn't watched that. You can't spoil it, so go and watch that because there may be it's some things like you don't know. Information. And then Fallout plays at the beginning of the week put out the free best one weapon you might not have in one minute. So it's a one minute video, Deacon approved, over the top Deacon approved. I didn't realize that the scout rifle that you can get... Um, the Nightwatch. The Nightwatch, that's it. The Nightwatch, you can actually go to the kiosk in the tower and do a quest and get a really good Nightwatch to use in Grandmasters or just high-end content that has, I think it's the explosive payload on it and you can just get it for free basically so if you're struggling with scout rifles because they are one of the things but what's the, the full roll on it what's the full roll can you see it yeah it's the one you get from doing the new light quest well i'm wondering if this is if that's the one that i have because the one i have currently has small bore accurized rounds rapid hit and explosive payload no so. this is this has is it overload which is the one where you pick up when you pick up uh yeah ammo, it overloads so yeah, I think he's got corkscrew rifling. I think mm -hmm. it's extended magazine with the overload and the explosive payload because he said it really works really well. He's got 19 in the magazine and it works really well on the barrier champions because if you run over the ammo bricks, you get overload more ammo into the, the weapon. You can just kind of yeah, burn overflow. down... Overflow, that's the word. That's what you're looking for. Overflow, yeah, you can burn down the champions a lot quicker than like running out and then kind of panicking to the reload. You can just keep burning them down. So uh, yeah, it's an, it's a new light quest as parody said in the tower, the kiosk, and it was something handy that fallout had pointed out. And then the final video this week is a video from Forza. This is one that came across in my feed, which I, I thought, okay, I'll click on it. Very, very funny. It's destiny YouTubers portrayed by SpongeBob. I did watch that. Did you watch that? That was hilarious. <laughs> Very funny. I'm looking forward to it. Some of the YouTubers I didn't, I didn't know. Then why did you ask for it? <laughs> Some of the YouTubers I didn't know, which I will go ch and check out because you know, maybe their content's really cool. So it's opened my eyes to other people. So, yeah. Did we do it? Did we make it? I think so. Has the, the, the big question is. Has Respawn been a Dalek throughout the whole of this episode? And only uh, you, you, your listeners, the listeners to the podcast, not to his his stream at this point in time, will know. Because even he won't know. He won't go back and listen. He'll forget. Unless somebody tells me to. <laughs> yeah. Did you know you were a Dalek for the whole entire episode? So only uh, you guys know whether he sounds like a Dalek or not. And people, people are watching the stream right now. You should, you should tell him he's a Dalek no matter what. Or just make up a story and tell him, did you know Night Demon did this to you? And then he'll get really mad at Night Demon and without actually having to listen to it. And it'll just be fun. Fun for the whole family. I don't... I don't Much I don't like this podcast. Oh. Fun for the whole family. See, he's, he's speechless. He's so happy with his suggestion. And my suggestion is, thank you for joining us. Your Titans are parody of Night Demon. Your hunters don't want to respond in real life. Your lore oh. scribe is about to find himself out of the outro because he's been outro too long. Is not Arf. The email is two titans at a hunter at hotmail.com. We're on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You know where to find us at this point. It's been 133 episodes. You people got this down. You can find all your favorite guardians on Xbox Live, respawn on PC, and soon cross play.
everyone Yo! everywhere worldwide. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. Watch the show on YouTube. Smash that like button. Pound it. Love it. You love us. We love you. And I want to give a special shout out this week to Sir Malice and Terratech 101. Because it's not often that a large pink titan in the tower standing next to another large pink titan in the tower. You know, that happens fairly regularly. We stand in the tower, people run by, take a look at us. Their brain breaks a little bit seeing two giant pink titans standing there. <laughs> I was not prepared for the, the script to get flipped. And we were staring at two identically dressed hunters in the tower. Absolutely matching outfits. So Sir Malice and Terra Tech 101, beautiful work, gentlemen. I appreciate you. And that's it this week. Thanks for joining us next week. And uh, say goodbye or special shout outs if you have them hidden up your sleeve. That's appreciation coming from a Titan, boys. Good job. Or gals or whatever. No idea, but they were lovely. Lovely, beautiful people. All right. Well, on that, I guess we can all say deuces. We can. Deuces. I will say deuces too. Because you gave me permission to say deuces. Quatros. Cinco. Says. I'm about to see it to you guys later. I'm about to ocho my way out of here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's Nueve. Nueve is after ocho, demon. <laughs> I've no idea what you've done. <laughs> Family, family, doctor.